you know, you might need a day off after you go have a colonoscopy because every man, every man, I don't care what man you are. I don't care how manly of a man of a man, man that you are. In the back of your mind, you're wondering, am I a little gay? And then you walk in and you get your colonoscopy done and you don't know for sure until that doctor pulls that finger back out. Hello and welcome to the Pittance Podcast, episode number 121. I am the host, Angelo, and this is kind of a weird episode. Um, Mike couldn't make it and Will is hiking a trail, so I, I, I don't know, like 20 minutes before we recorded, I thought I was doing this solo, but uh, luckily there's a mascot out there. And good old Buttercup found his way here. How's it going, Dave? Good, man. How you guys doing? Um, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, yeah. My other uh, guest is one of the guests that uh, he is one of the GoFundMe guests who, you know, donated enough to where he got a slot on the show, and, you know, he cashed it in tonight. So I'm glad he did. He couldn't have picked a better time. It just happens to be Mike's brother, Kyle. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Kyle's it's Mike better is better. <laughs> By far better. <laughs> See, yeah. Mike shouldn't have left. It's going to be better for 30 minutes, and it's going to be complete silence. Right. Well, Mike shouldn't have left. He, your mic, man. I mean, yeah. oh, wow. might have a Broderick. A Broderick's a Broderick, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter the person. Dave, right, Dave, 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 Later, we'll actually get into it. But uh, SCG happened, and guys, I don't know how many of you two are into the legacy scene, but they were playing Legacy at the Road. Okay. Uh, I like I like watching it for the nostalgia, but I don't play it at all. It's expensive. Yeah. And that's a good reason not to play it. Uh, I love it. I play it online a lot more than I do in paper because uh, it's you can cheap. It? Yeah, it's so much yeah. cheaper. Uh, so, this is the way our top eight broke down. We had Andrew Jessup going up against Anrog Das. Thank God Andrew Jessup on that because I don't have to butcher that poor guy's name again. Uh, we had Andrew Jessup wins 2-1. We had David Long versus Kevin Jones. David Long wins that 2-1. We had Michael Dirkso versus Paul Lynch. Paul Lynch wins 2-1. Noah Walker defeats Zachary Cock 2-0. Noah Walker beats Paul Lynch 2-1. Andrew Jessup 2-1 over David Long. And Noah Walker 2-0 over Andrew Jessup to win this thing. Uh, for those who didn't figure it out, the reason we're covering SCG is because, well, there was no cheese. No, not a GP in the PC. Oh, no, there was, there was a GP in the, the mock. There oh, was two GPs plus the mocks last week. Like, they, they, they schedule shit all about us. Well, there's that big thing going on next weekend. So. There is a big thing going on next weekend. So we have Grixis Delver in first place from Noah Walker, which, I mean, it's I mean, quasi it's, interesting. I mean, it's a young Pyromancer deck. Right. I mean, let's be honest, that's what it is. But, I mean, you know, if you're running Delver, you're running young Pyromancer, um, the two Gurmag Angler in the main board, um, I actually saw a little bit of this played, and the Gurmag Angler is just, it's just a force on the board, like, 5-5 five, five for essentially one. Right on turn three? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I killed your Delver, cool, killed your other Delver, cool, Angler. Right? It's like Deathrite Shaman, Crack Fetch Land, Brainstorm. Oh, I can play a Gurmag Angler next turn, sweet. Yeah, like, that's Bot fair. Is a big it is. You have the swords? No? All right. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got the swords. I think I got this. And, you know, to back that up, he does have the Young Pyromancer. The, the list consists of uh, 14 creatures. We have four Death Rites. We have four Delver of Secrets, two Gurmog Angler. That's really the, the tech 
to the deck. We have one true name, Nemesis. I guess that's just the gotcha card. And the three young peasies. Spells. We're rocking 28 of those because <laughs> it's legacy. You only need 18 lands. Four brainstorm, four days, four two dig through time, four force of will, four lightning bolt, a pyro blast, a spell pierce, a four bolt, three gataxian probes, and four ponders with a sideboard consisting of two graph diggers, gates, a pithing needle, an ancient grudge, a dark blast, a dismember, a fluster storm, two pyro blasts, a spell pierce, submerge, Vidillion click, two cabal therapy, and a forked bolt. So does anything stand out to you guys? Always love me a one of of Submerge. <laughs> well, Submerge, Submerge is so much. Right. Submerge is fun. Exactly. I mean, it's... I mean, nothing really sticks out. It's, you know, typical blue, red, and then your typical hate. Um, Draft Digger's Cage, obviously, you got your dredge matchup, which is always fun to deal with. The Grudge Ice, probably for the equipments. Pithing Needle, probably naming Planeswalkers. Uh, Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, it's pretty pretty stock list. It is. I mean, the submerge is there for, you know, your Canadian Thresh or whatever it's called. Yeah, hey, it gets that with, It deals with Goyce really well, mm-hmm. you know, for free. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, that's what it's in there for. It's not really in there to deal with black creatures or blue creatures or red creatures, but them goddamn green ones, let me tell you. It does a job on those. I mean, he, he's also, he's, I've noticed that, you know, in recent months, because in the past we was covering Legacy a lot, Wastelands was beginning to disappear from uh, main boards. But with the banning of uh, Treasure Cruise, it seems like the Wastelands are coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't matter yeah. if you see it, it's happening. <laughs> um, is the December basic sideboard? Uh, that was one of the, he had the Angler Zone. Uh, like five, nine, five for... I'm only getting like half of what he says. Um, Is that any better? The dismember. I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say it's always going to be in a sideboard of a, of a Delver deck, but essentially you figure it's a one mana neg five, neg five can fuel your Delve, fuel your uh, Pyromancer, flip your death, uh, your Delver. I think it's a tech definitely, especially being a one of. And if he's expecting, you know, the Grixis Delver ma- uh, mirror match, it does deal with a Garmag Angler, so it's probably why it's in there as a one of. Right. It, it also deals with most Goyfs. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So okay. it, it's okay, it's fatty. Yeah. It's not common, but it does Almost, do what yeah. it does. A lot of times in that spot, you see uh, more prime removal. You know, such as uh, fuck. What's the name of that card? Where you, the pact. You know, the pact oh. will be in there. You, you see, you know, in that yeah, in that one slot, you can see a lot of different cards, but it's usually like there's usually one prime removal spell in that slot in the sideboard. It's just which one they decide to choose to run with. So, dismember, gotcha. you know, seems to work for that. So, Dave, you want to explain to me how elves work? Because that's what Andrew did. Elves work? I'm not as good as Will, man. I'm definitely not a good Will. It has a lot of elves in it, and you draw cards. Uh, okay, do I have to go over this list too? Jesus. <laughs> no, it's two Burst Four Rangers, two I mean, you have, you have your good synergy with your Heritage Druid and your Nettle Sentinels, which will give you your free mana to let you play more green spells, untap your her- your Nettle Sentinels to retap them for more mana, and then there's this thing called Greater Hope Behemoth where you just... Get you. big and win, right. So Dave, how does this list uh, look? Well, you got two Burst Four Rangers, two Greater Hope Behemoths, four Deathrite Shamans, four Elder Dredgeberries, four Heritage Druid, four Nettle Sentinels, four Kyrian Rangers, four Wirewood Symbionts, two, two Dryad Elves. And it's 12 spells. Yeah, wire... Nature, Green Sun, Seamus, and Natural Order. Four of all those. Uh, Wirewood yeah. Symbiote, that is your protection spell. Uh, you know, they go to kill something, you bounce. It's, it's pretty simple. <laughs> as far as that goes, I mean, your Dryad Arbor, it's, you know, it, that's an effort to be a creature. The Crater Hope Behemoth, like Kyle said, that is your win con. You create a stupid oh, yeah. amount of mana in a very short period of time, and then go, uh, duh, stupid. Uh, Glimpse of Nature, it just lets you draw your entire deck. 
Green Sun is actually there to get your Dryad Arbor because <laughs> it's one green. Extra land this turn, great. Uh, Deathrite Shaman is needlessly an elf. <laughs> 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 like, it really didn't need elf to be good. It just Yeah, is. no. Uh, Shaman does everything else. So what's the sideboard consisting of, Dave? One null, one null Rod, one Pip Needle, one Reclamation Cage, one Saturn Goose, one Sylvan Library, three Abrupt Decay, a Progenitus, three Cold Therapy, and three Toxies. Uh, and then, what we got the lands? Two forests, two bayou, four rainforest, misty rainforest, two verdant catacombs, two heaths, two wooded foothills, and four guys cradle. Yep, you really don't gotta go over the lands. The only thing of yeah. note in there is the four guys cradle, but that's a yeah. pretty else list. Um, you're bringing in your null rod against what, Dave? Come on, tell me, man. I, I'm grilling you, man. I'm gonna grill uh, you. maybe affinity? I mean, null rod sure. doesn't do anything. Mm. No. What? Affinity. You're killing me on the flavor text. You're just killing me. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does nothing. I'm not that guy. I no. don't care about the flavor text as much. Like, I'm all about the, you know, I'm a spike. I'm sorry. But, you know, not right. I mean, it's in there for, like, to stop people from re-equipping batter skulls, to stop people from re-equipping swords and things like that. Um, right. right. And there's all kinds of other uses that just happens to go along with it. But, yeah. Uh, Pithing Needle is for anything. Reclamation Sages because, uh... Pretty much. I mean, it's... Strangely, like, people were running actual, like, Blood Moon and Legacy, which is not common. And, like, this works really well against that. I won't lie. Uh, Scavenging Ooze is, you know, just to get rid of somebody's graveyard. It's really good against lands. Yeah. Uh, Sylvan Library is Sylvan Library. I shouldn't have to explain that to you. Abrupt Decay is just, duh. (laughs) Progenitus is amazing. Uh, Cabal Therapy, three of those... Hey, after a thought sees, there really isn't a better play than a Cabal Therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, is the Progenitus in there for, uh, Show and Tell? Or is that not in? They can cast it. Can they? You've never seen elves work so well before. I have, I have not watched it. Like, I mean, like, especially since however come in against Show and Tell. Yes, yeah. It does. That's, that's the big one where it comes in. But you, they, they actually have a very straight. I mean, Deathrites can remove lands or any color, so. Right, yeah. You have, have your green on that, you have your bodies, you have your black, um, you know. It, it's a late call. You know, yeah. you're not casting it early. But you can't, they technically can cast it. Typically though, it comes in against show and tell and they go, progenitus! And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> I mean, are you bringing it in against any other matchup besides show and tell? Probably not. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Kyle, we have David Long with lands in third place. Uh, you wanna go over this list? This time I actually need you to talk about the lands though. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, we got one forest, one glacial chasm, four grove of the burn willows, three maze of ith, one misty rain, Forest or Rashid on Port to Taiga. Whoa, 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 what'd you call that? Rashid on Port. Rashad and Port. Rashad and Port. <laughs> Extra I in there somewhere. Uh, two Taiga, four Thespian Sage, two Tranquil Thicket, one Verdant Catacombs, four Wasteland, one Whipsweth Heath, one Wooded Foothills, one Caracas, one Tabernacle at Pendrel Vale, and three Dark Depths. Onto the spells, 26 of those, four Mox Diamonds, four Exploration, two Mana Bond, four Crop Rotation, four Punishing Fire, four Gamble, and four Life from the Loam. The side, we got four Sphere Resistance, two Trinisphere, one Choke, four Crows in Grip, one Emrakul the Ion's Torn, one Bajuka Bog, one Besaju, who shelters all, and one Dark Death. Okay, so this deck is, like, stupid. Its main wincon is Thespian Stage slash Dark Death. That's wincon one. <laughs> wincon two is Grove of the Burn Willows, Punishing Fire, Maze of Ith. <clears throat> now, I only mention Maze of Ith because the Punishing Fire, Grove of the Burn Willows combo thing kind of takes a while. And Maze of Ith keeps them in place. 
Uh, Life of the Loan makes all of that work. And when you're really hard up for something, you gamble. Literally. Literally. You play gamble and you gamble. You're like, okay, hopefully I don't have to discard the card that I wanted. Um, <clears throat> choke is just stupid. Like that's, there's no way to even, I mean, islands don't untap. I mean, when you're playing against any Delver deck, it's just like, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. I got that in the sideboard of my modern deck. <laughs> you and all of your dual lands can go fuck yourself and they're like, <laughs> ah, it's bad. Uh, sphere of persistence is just, it comes in against, uh, Storm. Mm-hmm. because when they have to pay an additional one to play spells, it's really bad for them. Yeah. Uh, very bad for them. Uh, Trinisphere is cool. Um, it makes some of the... Oh, crap. My brain just farted. Fuck. <laughs> it um, makes those spells that are free still cost stuff. Like, uh, fourth of all. Yeah. Uh, Cursed Grip is Cursed Grip. Emrakul is Emrakul. Bajuka Bog is... I mean, people still run it, but, like, the main reason it's in there is A, lands. Dredge. And B, dredge. Dredge is the main reason it was run, but, like, lands is another, you know, mm-hmm. another reason to have it in there. Um so stupidly sick. Because the last thing you want them to do is go crazy with life of the loam. You set out a bajuka bog and they just stare at it and go, okay, I need to find a wasteland. <laughs> uh, Besiju, who shelters all, like, I mean, just play with the card, you'll understand. And the extra dark depth is for just in case. Anybody have any, uh, anything to add to that? Nice. Um, okay. Uh, for being just playing, it just seems pretty straightforward. It, it, you would think that. I mean, I, I, when I used to watch a lot of Legacy, um, uh, it was back when uh, Punishing Jund was more of a uh, more frequent deck that you saw on camera. Um, so the whole Punishing Punishing Fire uh, Grove of the Burn Willow combo is, you know, it's familiar to me. Um, I just, you know, I like the way how the deck is developed to make it. You know, Punishing Jun plus Thespian Stage Dark Depths. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it's a solid deck that works. It, it works, but... Uh, it's so much better than Old Lands. Like, I used to run Old Lands, and it was like 52 lands, and it took fucking forever to play. So mm-hmm. much fun, though. But, you know, your main win con at that time was like Mistress Factory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, man, I'm the Mistress Factory. Hope they get there. Like, yep. uh, I'm just going to hit you with this tutu every t- turn in World of Bolt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot the harder. The stage was Dragon's Maze, I think. Yeah. Either that or Gate. It was with a Return to Ravnica block. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, Return hard. to Ravnica block gave Legacy a lot of nice toys. Deathrite Shaman, Thespian Stage. Yep. Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Actually, you know what? Recently, in recent years, I could say that, like, out of the blue, because there was a while there where the new sets just gave nothing, let's see. Mm-hmm. And it's getting back to where it seems like the new blocks are all kind of contributing some things. Yeah, they've made it to where, like, a little bit here, a little bit in EDH, a little bit in uh, Eternal. You know, it's not really, like, uh, standard and back then extended. Um, yeah, they're really supporting all the formats, really. Yeah, they are. I don't know if that's by design. I would hope it was, but I I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that the power level's creeping up. Yeah, I think the the Thespian stage was supposed to be EDH fodder, and then someone found that. Well, yeah, that happens. I mean, look at standard right now, where you have fucking you know a dragon land that is like not supposed to be good at all. It was supposed to be EDH fodder, and then it's like, wait a second. This thing is amazing. We're just going right. to run it in, you know, normal decks. Everything. Uh, so we have uh, Grixis Control from Paul Lynch coming in fourth, and you're going to notice a slight difference. We have four Deathrite Shaman, we have four Young Pyromancer, we have one True Name Nemesis, one Tassiger, so no Delver in this list, um, no Gurmogs. Planeswalkers, we have a Jace the Mind Sculptor. We have a Dak Faden. Still not sold on Dak for Legacy. I mean, 
there's very few matchups where you're not going to be playing against someone throwing down an artifact. So if you can steal, you know, a Jit, uh, a Batter Skull, I mean, or, it makes your deck just that little bit better, especially, you know, being a one of them, okay with it, but... Yeah, I think it's I more for the rifling through your deck than anything. Especially, mm-hmm. like, Tassiger does help. Yeah. You know, like, you, you deck fade and plus Tassiger, that, that, that helps. Um, but, I don't know, I just feel like... Right, it's, it's so almost too... I don't know. It, it's maybe you know if we see it more often and you know um, see that it actually is worth the, the inclusion. I mean, I, I could get behind it. Yeah, I mean, he's also running in the deck a murderous cut, so that's another you know delve toy. Uh, right. We have four brainstorm, two counterspell, three dig through time, one fire and ice, four force of will, four lightning bolt. The Murderous Cup that I talked about, three Cabal Therapy, four Gitaxian Probe. Uh, Gitaxian Probe plus Cabal Therapy, better than Thought Seize plus Cabal Therapy, just saying. And four Ponder. Got this, Probe's got this little, uh, draw card text on it, you know. And it's yeah. fucking free. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Still costs you two, but. You can do that yeah. one. Like, that's, that's legit and sick. I know Paul the Cabal. You go Gitaxian Probe into Cabal Therapy and you see, like, you know, Two Force of Wills. Well, okay, I'm naming Force of Will. <laughs> and then you got your, uh, I mean, I, I watched the, uh, the Legacy, uh, the Super Series. Mm-hmm. Love seeing, you know, Cabal Therapy, trigger the young Pyromancer, sacrifice a token, flashback the Cabal Therapy, trigger the Pyromancer again. And just empty your hand. Yeah. Like, you Especially have when someone mauls. Oh. oh, it's terrible when they maul. Oh, that- it happened both games. It was just... That's sick. Yeah, Young Pyromancer <laughs> plus Cabal Therapy plus Gitaxian Probe. That's that's a nice, like, turn three, turn two play. Yeah. Uh, so we have two Graph Diggers Cage and a Cyborg plus an All Rod plus the Pithing Needle plus an Is It Static Caster because one ones can be a pain in the ass. We have an Ancient Grudge, we have a Fluster Storm, we have two Power Blasts, an Umazawa's Jite, a Vidillion Click, one more Jace the Mind Sculptor, one Cabal Therapy, and two Four Colts. That other Jace is for when the other Jace just isn't enough Jace. Right. I assume the DAC probably comes out for the second Jace. I would think as much. Uh, so, Michael Dirkso, he is a Death and Taxes, like, uh, master. Is the best way of playing it? Like, it's the only deck he plays in Legacy. Uh, Dave, yeah. do you, would you like to go over his list? I would actually love to go over this list. Okay. Uh, he's got four Frexian Provokers, four Frexian two Mirian Constrators, four Moms, uh, Monogreens, three Sarah Avengers, four Stoneforge Mystics, uh, Managara of Korondor? Mangara of Korondor. Okay, close enough. And four Dodges. Uh, eleven Spells, eight for Vile, Battlesol, because there's a Mystic, uh, Sword of Fire and Ice, because there's a Mystic, and four Swords of Postures, and a Jitte for Shits and Giggles. Yep, he also, lands of note, we have four Wasteland, three Caracas, four Rashad and Ports, and a Mishra's Factory. It's factory, right. Yeah. The Mangara yeah. of Corindor. Move target permanent from the game. Mm-hmm. No, you remove him from the game, and then you can yeah. return whatever you want. It's, it's the whole manipulating the stack to where you exile the thing, but Mangara will interrupt it so it stays gone and doesn't come back when he leaves. Right, right. Okay, so, sideboard, what's in there? Uh, one Piff Needle, one Ratchet Bomb, two Ifra Sworn Cannonist, two Containment Priest, two Rest in Peace, one Spare the Labyrinth, one Disenchant, two Cataclysm, two Council of Judgment, and uh, Sun Rate. Love the one of Disenchant. Yeah, this dude, uh, he knows this list in and out. Like I said, he, this is the only thing he plays in Legacy. He's known for it. If you're looking to get into Death and Taxes, a Dark So list is probably the list you want to start with. Yeah, does he play Modern? Um, I'm not sure. 
I do know that I've seen him top eight multiple times with Death and Taxes and Legacy, though. Like, like it's the only deck he runs. It's it's kind of absurd. Yeah, if I were to play Legacy or Modern, it would be Death and Taxes. Yeah, if I was to play Modern, I think I'd shoot myself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not rushing to get into it, but if I was going to play Modern, it'd be Death and Taxes. Yeah, poor GP Pittsburgh has to play Modern. Like, I know, right? Like, That's why I got my deck now. Yeah, Dude, I ain't even fucking around. I'm rocking slivers. I, if I, I, I want to watch that game so much. Dude, I'm not fucking around. I'm going there and I'm trolling the world. I am just... Hey, you slivers. collect a company, the slivers, you throw that in there, get the nice low drops in. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, them no. going. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know how to build it. I'm just... That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to, you know, go out and spend a bunch of money to build something crazy. I'm just going to, like, pick up two more Aether Vials. And just run slivers because I own most of them. <laughs> Kyle, we have Zachary Cock, and he's running Infect. He's somebody who's always on Infect. Okay. You want to go over this list as many times as I've gone over this list? Uh, I Yeah, I've had enough. Ooh, that's an interesting sideboard. Go ahead, man. <laughs> All right, so we got 12 creatures. You got four Blighted Agent, four Glistener Elf, four Noble Hierarch. 29 spells, 1 Become Immense, 2 Berserk, 4 Brainstorm, 1 Crop Rotation, 2 Days, 1 Dig Through Time, 3 Force of Will, 4 Invigorate, 3 Spell Pierce, 3 Vines of the Vastwood, 3 Jetaxian Probe, 1 Ponder, 1 Preordain. The Sideboard, 1 Graph Digger's Cage, 2 Pithic Needle, 1 Crop Rotation, 2 Flusterstorm, 1 Force of Will, 2 Crows and Grip, 2 Submerge, 1 Teferi's Response, 1 Bajuka Bog, and 1 Caracas. So, the Teferi's Response... It's, I mean, it's kind of sick because for what you want it for, it is better than Stifle because all you're doing is protecting your Ink Moth Nexus, right? Mm-hmm. From Wastelands. And Teferi's response is like, okay, it's a Stifle, but I get to draw two cards because the only thing I care about protecting with that Stifle effect is the Ink Moth Nexus. Like, that's really cool. That, that's a nice adaptation. I like that. I did, yeah. I mean, I'm not too familiar with Teferi's response, but yeah, well, uh, I absolutely can get, I, no, I get behind it. I'm, I've, I've never seen the card personally. I didn't knew, I didn't know what it did, but it did. What it did. What it did. <laughs> what it did. <laughs> what it did. I think we just right named there. this episode. <laughs> what it did. What it did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, definitely like it. Yeah, it's kind of sick. Only problem is that'll be a card to watch. Like, you're gonna start seeing all of the Infect X incorporate it, and it's gonna jump in price from like a nickel rare. <laughs> to like 10 bucks. I can just see these things. So we have Kevin Jones on Just Guy Stoneblade again, uh, and Joe Spanner, he's on Miracles. That's, that's your list. Yeah, Those are the like ones we're going to go over. Um, I, I really do not feel like going over Miracles because that's countertop. Um, I, I, would, yeah. I would like to uh, point out um, when I was watching uh, one of this match, one of the matches featuring um, Miracles, um, I countertop. I, yeah, it's countertop. I see. I I always get upset with people calling it miracles, and I'm like, no, it's countertop. It was always countertop. But um, I was talking to John about um, I guess someone else was actually uh, talking to him about you know the interaction with Vendillion Click and the miracle trick. Uh-huh. Where Vendillion Click is the number one reason you go stop, 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 stop during draw phase. But it is yeah. crazy with the miracle. So trigger. for anyone who doesn't know or has not seen this, uh-huh. um. You reveal for your miracle trigger. The card is in your hand, but you have yet to pay for its cost. Yep. So then you cast Vendillion Click, select the card miracle just card. Drew. It goes to the bottom. He gets a draw card, does not get any miracle. Yep. It just shuts Essentially, down. you have Dream Crusher, Vendillion Click. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, Kevin Jones had a little different, had a 
his stone blade list. I mean, this is the stone blade list that we all are used to seeing, but he is Nahari, the Lithomancer in his sideboard. And I actually watched this thing during play and putting out that one, one core soldier that oh. you just immediately attach shit to. Yep. That it, puts in work. Yeah. It was, it was the, uh, it was the Jeskai stone blade matchup against the miracles. One is one, the, uh, that interaction happened with the click. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Nahari Lithomancer, like I was really impressed by that. Did not expect to see it like ever show up. Right. Um, I mean, it, it is difficult for the counterbalance deck to counter a Fibra. So mm-hmm. if that resolves, you know, you have an infinite supply of one ones, um, and you have like Jace was forced to minus, yeah, to deal with those one ones. And I mean, if you have to force Jace to essentially kill himself to try and stay alive, you're fine one. card, no matter what your reasoning was behind. It. Yeah, you're in a good spot at that point. Um, so guys, let's talk a little standard. They had a standard. Uh, I guess it was an IQ, premier IQ. I'm sorry. And, you know, I've been kind of paying it more attention to standard than I have in the past. So I wanted to take a look at, you know, a couple of these lists. See, I mean, it's very obvious. Like, Obzon is just the beast of the uh, metagame right now. Mm-hmm. And I say this because first place, Obzon. Then we had Mono Red. Then we had Green Red. Then we had Obzon, Obzon, Obzon. Bant Megamorph, Obzon, Obzon. That, out of the first nine, like, five of them. It's like I've seen this from the cons when cons first came out. It's, you know, it's Obzon everywhere. Um, I mean, Obzon, no matter if you go control or aggro, it's just the quality of the cards that are in the deck is just, again, you know, it's power creep. Um, yeah, it's superior to a lot of things. I mean, it's funny because like, Obzon midrange and Obzon control is the reason that uh, the dragon's deck was originally formed. The uh, Esper Dragons. It yeah. just beats that deck. Problem is, Esper Dragons has a real problem against Obzon Aggro. And after the Obzon Aggro deck came about, we saw the five color, the five color dragons. Yeah, and and to be real honest, the uh, Bant Megamorph just beats those decks. Yeah, they so just there's nothing always, they can do about it. Yeah, we have you know as you said, we have a lot of the Obzon decks, but you know there's matchups against all of these decks that have bad matchups, and it's there a is. good standard environment. It's just Everyone, once you play Obzon, and it doesn't seem like people want to be on the other decks, you know, they see Obzon putting up the numbers, they're like, well, I'll just, you know, jump ship over to Obzon, try and do the same thing. Well, if you have a lot of people on the Obzon, you don't have a lot of people on the deck that stop Obzon, and then we have this. We do, but you know what? This makes me very happy to see. Uh, Mardu Dragons actually has a very good matchup against all the Obzon variants. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm playing, you know, Mardu Dragons. So, right. so, like, I'm, I'm happy to see this. Right. Like, bring the Obzon. Like, I don't care. I, <laughs> I, I will wreck a tournament. I, I have no problem with it. Green Red Dragons is a pain in the ass for Mardu to deal with. Um, but, I, I'm, I don't know. I like Standard right now. I know we are seeing a lot of Obzon over the last, like, two weeks, but I still think that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of true tier one decks that we're not seeing even on this list. You know, like, we have our top 16, we have Teamer fucking Dragons down here. Uh, what? Yeah, I said Teamer Dragons. <laughs> which, yeah. you know, is kind of funny because it literally just runs Storm Breath and Thunderbreak region, so they have to put the name Dragon on everything. Right. Dragons. Because <laughs> Dragons. Ah, Dragons. You know, but to see Teamer in a top 16, like, that's kind of absurd. We haven't seen that in a while. Um, the Megamorph decks are just kind of silly. You know, Den Protector, Deathmist Raptor, I mean... Very hard to deal with. Yeah, I mean, even if you deal with it, it's like, gotta see another Morph card and get them Raptors back. Yeah, like, people look at me like I'm silly, because, like, right now I don't like uh, Hero's Downfall. 
I, I don't. I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, I, it's, I prefer Utter End. Yep, because it has egg found that have destroyed. It yep. just right now with all these damn Megamorphs running around, I'd rather just have pay the extra mana and just get rid of the damn rat. <laughs> I'm still in favor. I'm still looking at my Tormod scripts. I'm like, hmm. I'm, I don't know if it's time to pull the trigger on you guys just yet, but it's getting I mean, close. <sighs> I mean, we don't have um, rest in peace. We don't have something like, you know, Bajuka Ball that's, you know, um, punish this, your graveyard, get out of here. Um, I, I truly know. believe if you was running a control deck, like, we'll just say we're, we're running Esper Dragons, right? Right. Um, I would probably have a couple, because Esper Dragons runs a fair amount of right. boardroom white. <laughs> I would probably have a Tormod script in the sideboard for this matchup, because that matchup is horrendous. Absolutely. For Esper Dragons. Even in the mirror match, um, it, it's not uncommon to see, uh, Tassiker, uh, come in. Yeah. And all that, you know, you have, obviously, dig through time. Well, um, with the Delve cards, I feel like it's too late. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, um, I don't know. Um, when you want to crack it, it's usually too late. It's like, ah, fuck. You know, I like, are you going to crack someone? one every time they get the three cards? Probably you know not. what I mean? It's um, just, eh. I don't think I can fault someone, though, for bringing it in to try and at least stem some of that bleeding if their sideboard wasn't that. Um, you know, if, if you're hedging your bets against the Obzon decks and you leave some room, you know, for a poor sideboard against the Esper Dragons, you know, I, I mean, you kind of just got to throw in, you know, the, the Tormod script isn't exactly as good in that case against like the Megamorphs, but you got to put in what you think is going to help you win, so. You do. I just, I don't see where that card in the mirror match is helpful at all. Right. I just legitimately don't. There's so many other cards that you can run. And realistically, right now in the mirror match, it's who gets the Oja tie down. Who sticks it? You know, the, the it's usually the last person to blink, because control decks just work that way. Mm-hmm. And it's the first one to stick an Oja tie. Because once that happens, it's it's game over. If you get hit with Oja tie one time, that's usually the end of the game. So, I mean, like, I, I, I like playing to that out better than, you know, okay, I'm gonna bring a Tassiger. I'm gonna worry about having this other card in here that really does nothing just to deal with Tassiger. Like, I do get it when it comes to, like, the Megamorph decks because they just cannot deal with the Megamorph <laughs> deck. You go, Crux of Fate, bang! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm cracking the, the, the Tormod's Crypt right now. Like, I can see that. In that deck specifically as a sideboard answer because this the deck just has no answer to it. Um mm-hmm. the Green Red Dragons list is becoming more and more popular and god damn it, it's just good. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately it's the green red devotion list that happened to be in third place and you know, Angela's got your favorite card, Nykthos. Well um, look in a vacuum, I have no problem with Nykthos. Right. In a vacuum, I have no problem with uh, Mastery of the Unseen. Yep. The problem is when you put the two of those together. <laughs> and I would, I seriously, and, and this is not a joke, I would seriously rather watch two countertop decks go against each other with countertops on both sides on board. Then I oh that that's always a fun one there. Then like, I would rather watch you know two devotion decks that have Nykthos and Mastery of the Unseen because that's just hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least the countertops. You're like, well, how are you going to manipulate your what you're playing to what he's going to set up with his top? You know, does he have a fetch then to rearrange the top? It's just with Mastery, it's like two two. Do I get value? No. Do I get value? Oh, hey, value. Two two gain six. Two two gain fifteen. Two two. It's like right, man. I mean, is anybody going to die? Like, you know, they're aggro decks, and but in the mirror match, they it's like game one draw. It's like, you know? please, just let me throw down an Elishnorn just to just make this madness just stop. Yeah, so how, how'd you do? Oh, we went 001. What? <laughs> I've done <laughs> that <one>. before. <laughs> With an aggro deck, uh, though? No, no, <laughs> me and... Me and uh... 
So me and Groff were playing uh, Esper Control. That at least kind of makes sense. One, because of who you playing. For those who live outside <laughs> of our area, this is a notoriously slow player. And two, because it was two control decks. Like, it, that makes a little bit of sense. But when you say, like, like I, I watched once, and I shit you not, this is during Lorwyn Block. I watched a Kithkin versus Fairies game. And this wasn't, like, the uh, late fairies. This was early fairies. So this was an aggro deck at the time. It was actually, like, it wasn't even considered fairies. It was considered rogues. So I watched rogues versus Kithkin go to time game one. And I just sat there dumbfounded, like, how the fuck does that even happen? You know? <laughs> like, that's just, it shouldn't happen in, with those two decks. But it did. Uh, so, yeah, it happens sometimes. Uh, yeah. But, guys, I mean, look, I, I, I'm used to asking, you know, the normal people that are on here these type of questions. But I'm just interested to know, you know, from the outside observer that I don't chat with all the time, what do you guys think about standard right now? Um, I think it looks... I haven't played that much, to be honest with you, but I've seen a lot of Asban, Asban, Abzan, that's how you say it. Uh, like you guys have, um, I still like the Asban list though. Um, yeah, the same, I mean, my area, you know, you got that meta up at the, up where I play, we got, you know, we have the Abzan decks, we have the Esper Dragon deck, we have the Otarka Red deck, so I get to see, you know, the samples of the standard format, essentially on a weekly basis. Um, I think there's a lot of diversity in the format, um, but I I think there's I think people are really oh, I don't know it, it's hard to say I mean it's not as bad as when uh, Mono Black Devotion was the thing because that format made me just not interested in standard at all. Um, you know what that was it was like he was running Mono Black and he was running Esper and can you blame anybody just because Pack Rat was real? Right. I, um, back to the, what I think. Um, like I said, there's a healthy enough diversity of decks. To where I'm happy with how standard is. It's I don't know if I'm just not a fan of everyone on the same thing week in week out. I mean I I can't you know, I can't fault someone for wanting to put up those results with you know the popular deck. Um you know what they think that's their best ticket of winning if that's what they feel comfortable on. That's I mean some people don't have the money to flip an entire deck to something that's more suited to against you know their local shop. Um, yeah, but, the one thing um, I, I'll caution you against if you know it is making you feel a little stale. And mind you, I play MTGO, so you know mostly, so things are a little different for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's that you know your FNM grinders are typically lazy, and I hate to say that, but that's really the best way of saying it is you know they find a deck that does well for them and they just ride that some bitch until it doesn't do well for them. Which again, like you said, you know it's really hard to uh, fault somebody for that. But it does stagnate, you know, the metagame in a local shop. Now, when you're looking at, like, you know, because I know a lot of FNMers, they won't change a card from week to week. And I don't think that's right. I think you should always be shifting a couple cards here and there. But when you look at, like, you know, with me playing on MTGO, I see a more diverse uh, metagame because I'm not playing the same 15, 20, 30 people every week. And it's more of a brewer's haven because the cards are cheaper. So people were more inclined to, you know, take an Abzan aggro list and run a daily running four copies of a card that nobody would think about running and find out whether it's good or not. Or, you know, come up with a plan against the Abzan deck, you know, because, oh, my God, Abzan's really good. What do we do to beat it? So, you know, you see this influx of some other deck, like in the last couple weeks, as I was saying earlier, I see a lot more Mardu showing up, and that's because of the prevalence of how good Abzan aggro is. And it's, you know, and, and you see the Tarka Red kind of disappearing online. I don't necessarily know 100% why, 
Um, I, I, if I were just to hazard a guess, maybe just they, they have a poor Obzon aggro matchup. And it just seems like the way everyone's shifting towards Obzon or staying on Obzon that Red is seeing less and less play because they're like, well, we, this matchup is just that bad that we have to like throw maybe instead of, you know, there's instead of the red aggro, they have to like, well, let's throw some green ramp. Let's, let's try the dragon version out. Or, you know, in the Tamir dragon's case, um, they probably start off, you know, as, as the red, as the green. Then like, well, Savage Knuckle Blade's hard to deal with. Thunderbreak Regent, four mana, four, four flyer that if they try to kill it, they take three. And it's, it's where can you get in? And I think to beat Obzon, you can't stay on your 75 week in, week out. You have to change something up. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I was saying, I, I would be cautioned because you, you know, you, you play in the same place every week and you can see a format getting stale just because of the, that's what's in your play group. Right. But I mean, if I look at the side, that's you, not always a bad thing. It's because not. if, if you, if someone starts changing something, you make everyone else want to start changing something. Yeah. So just because you think it's stale doesn't mean that someone else has to change it before you do. You can go with a brand new brew or just two or three cards that are different that they've never seen you play before. And yeah, I know the one time I was up there playing and uh, I got thought seized, mm-hmm. and he was looking through my hand and he sees a mob rule in there and he looks up at me and he looks back down and he looks up at me and goes, "That storm breath is scary, but that mob rule, I don't know what it's in there for, so I'm just gonna take it." It was the right decision. Don't get me wrong. If he wouldn't have took the mob roll, he would lose to me in a heartbeat just because the deck he was running. He was on Megamorph, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Don't take the mob roll. I dare you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, a couple of little cards different here and there is going to make people shake things up. So uh what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. Uh That's all I really care to talk about from SCG this week. Doesn't sound like they have anything else to say about it. Good. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in one moment. Hello, everybody. I've been telling you for months about Titan Game Shop. These people, you can still get your singles and all the other stuff that I said before. And remember, if you do order something, please tell them we sent you. But they got something really cool coming. They're going to be doing a series that starts on Thursdays, all modern. On Thursdays, there's going to be a $10 entry that is just basically your typical modern tournament, but you can earn a buy, plus, you know, packs of Modern Masters, because, like, Modern Masters is awesome. It is the new hot product, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, you can earn a a buy into their Saturday slash Sunday, depending on, you know, if they have something else planned or not, but typically on Saturday, win a box. They're going to do this every week. After X amount of weeks, which I'm not really sure how much yet, they're actually going to be keeping track of how well you do in those other tournaments, and they're going to have like their own little series championship. But this series championship is a 1K. So, And on top of that, you can also get a sponsorship for Grand Prix Pittsburgh. Like I told you guys a long time ago, these people are doing things right and deserve our support. This is just another example of what they do right. So if you're from this area, the Pittsburgh area, western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, northern West Virginia, you should come check this shop out, especially if you're into modern and you just want to win some modern masters too, because again, awesome. But again, if you wanted to order something else from them, you can still do that. TitanGameShop.com. That's T-A-I-T-A-N. GameShop.com. Find them on TCG Player. They're just, they're everywhere. Their packaging is spectacular. You're never going to get a damage card from them. 
Check these guys out. I highly recommend them. Is anybody back? I am back. Kyle is back. All right. So you're going to Charlotte? Uh, yeah, I'm going to Charlotte. Sweet. That should be a good time. I think practice in for uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, me and the wife are probably going to make a cameo down there. Okay. Like we're we're figuring on uh Friday night mm-hmm. we're gonna leave, head down there, hang out Saturday till like six PM and then we're just gonna drive home. Oh, okay. It's the day of the car cruise and both of us hate that fucking thing. <laughs> just get the hell out of there. So we're just gonna bolt and just get the hell out of there and it's like, you know what? I can go down and hang out with Celso, I can go down and hang out with Chewy, all my, you know, podcasting buddies. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great. I just, a lot of them would probably be like, I'll oh, just stay, you know, we'll go to the bar and we'll shit for a while and. Yeah, see, yeah, for me but... to do that, I need to get a hotel room because like Barb's coming. You know what I mean? No, it would right. be one thing if it was just me, then I'd be like, fuck it, I'll just crash at somebody's hotel. Right. Uh, you you know, for the night and then, you know, get up in the morning and go. But with her coming, I don't think I can really, you know, go hit the bars hard because I do have a seven-hour drive. Right. You, know? so if you go to Charlotte? I, at the moment, that looks like the plan. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play anything while I'm down there. I think I'm going down there just to hang out. I uh, this, uh, might borrow some uh, storm breaths off of somebody. Uh, I think Kenny had three and Dan had one. Yeah. Or Deck Daddy. Deck Daddy, you got some, you got some storm breaths? To me, I don't have any. No, no, no. no. He he knows who I'm talking to. Okay, I, I, that's who I thought you were talking to. He was saying it first. I'm like, oh, I know, I don't have any. Uh, deck Daddy knows who I'm talking to. But I make like I'm gonna take my deck. The only thing I'm missing currently in it is the storm breasts, and I'm not gonna go buy them because they rotate out. Yeah. And it's like you know, if worse comes to worst, I might rent them while I'm down there. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, jump into a standard uh, side event. And if that doesn't work, I'll just end up drafting probably one time. But I, I'm, I don't plan on playing a whole bunch while I'm down there. If I go, it's more just to go hang out with people, eat some food, and fucking just chill and get away from that fucking car cruise. <laughs> yeah, that, that one being called is... Dude, it's really cool to anybody who does not live in Beaver Falls. Right, when people that live there, it's a big inconvenience. Dude, I have to drive... Okay, say I'm at my mom's house, right? Right. My mother lives four blocks away from me, but it's on the other side of 7th Avenue. Oh. She lives by the high school. <laughs> oh. I literally I have, feel you. I have to drive to the bridge to go to my mom's house. Yeah, you gotta drive the one end of town, cross over the road, and then drive back. That's right, because for years, and I mean, I've gone to uh, city meetings and made this complaint. I'm like, could you just give me two streets, 11th Street and 18th Street? Just give me two streets where they're not allowed to park and block the fucking road up right. so traffic can fucking get through. Like, is that too much to ask so we can get from one side of town to the other, the people who actually live in town? Because... That car cruise doesn't give a fuck about the people who actually live here. They, you know, it's all about bringing in people from outside of town, and I just think it's fucked up. Right. So, uh, moment of silence, and I will bring us back in. And we're back. We're back. Oh, what? Oh, oh, hi. Hi. Yeah, we went, we got beer. Uh, you listened to a commercial, and then we sat down and started talking again. And now you're listening to us. How about that? It's you're amazing. Listening to us. It's amazing how things work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of amazing, it's amazing that Wizards did not like test out their new packaging on Modern Masters too before they shipped them all over the world. <laughs> yeah, that was a disaster. Oh. Okay, so before we get into opinions and you know our uh, downright complaints about it, here is the deal with the packaging. 
One, it creates hell for judges. Just saying, you tear that tab, it's bad. That's not a big deal, but I have heard some judges complain about it. Two, it's very easy to repack one of these packs. <laughs> I mean, like, stupid easy. You very easily, uh, there's a video on YouTube you can go check out where literally the guy takes out every card in there and puts in 15 lands and reseals it, and you would never know the difference. So that's a bad one. And the third part, um, they're not as smooth as a blister pack. So, you know, all these trucks that they pack these things in to take them to the stores, and then when you get them in the stores, you jostle the boxes around. Yeah, they're ripping up and just flat-out damaging the foil card in these packs. So a little bit of uh, product testing would have saved us a lot of headaches. Uh, how often do you test on shipping, though? I mean, I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but, I mean... Dude, look at every potato chip bag you've ever bought. Okay. What does it say? May settle during shipping. Like, they tested that. They know that. I mean, just in general, how hard is it to take a pack, hold it in your hand, and we're not even talking about shipping here, and just shake the shit out of that motherfucker. Uh-huh. Or if you just, like, put it in your pocket, walk around the office for a bit, and just look at it at the end of the day or whatever, and yeah. just like, oh, shit, this is... That'll work. All those things will simulate shipping. It's not something that you actually have to put something on a truck and drive it across the country. You know, you can just shake the shit out of it. You can throw it in your pocket. There's all kinds of things they could do to simulate that. And they chose Uh, not to. I mean, this might be, this is, this is the only time they've done this sort of weird packaging. I know they do it with kind of the one they put over the blisters in the stores, but still the cards are still in the blisters and they're they're not just loose in a cardboard box, essentially. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, and I hate to say this because this was like 600 years ago, right? But, give or take. Yeah, give or take. But, like, I would buy Topps baseball cards, right? Mm-hmm. And they came in wax paper. And I'm not joking about that. They came in fucking wax paper. And, you know, that's kind of sort of, uh I think that's environmentally friendly. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. But those would like back then, but anyway. But those would not damage any cards. No. And that was even with a stick of fucking bubble gum in it. The, the bubble gum would damage the card. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that will though. That that pop that pop card always had the bubble gum mark on it, and it was like, man, it's all dusty. Fuck. <laughs> you know. But that was. I mean, they could have went to something like that. It, there's just so many things they could have did to test this. And I know people who are opening like expensive foils. So let's face it, none of these mythics are cheap, short of Comet Storm. And when you put them in the foil form, they become a hell of a lot more expensive. And when you go ahead and you do this, and it's like, oh, fuck. You know, I cracked a foil goif, and it's already chipped on the back of the card. Right. And that drops value quite a bit on a card. And, you know, that's... Well, I hate the second market. I can't ignore that it's a thing. No, you can't. But, uh... All right, strong opinions Sorry. from you two. <laughs> yeah, but my, my I mean, point. I mean, I mean, to summary, it's just an oversight that I don't know why they didn't just test it. But I, at least, well, I, but, I mean, I would like it if they admitted that we're going to change the packaging. I guess it's too late now for that. But is at it? Least, at least admit, uh, I think so because I don't think I've, it is because the Japanese and the well, other one, they're already in blister packs, right? And okay. they've already said that they're going to do a second run of the set, which means if you're already going to, if you're doing a second. Second run, that second run's probably happening about as we speak, right? Probably after it, Vegas, I think. Probably they'll switch it. Yeah, start probably, probably yeah. after Vegas. Because normally, I'm familiar with um, when you put an order into a company for like, I want my box shaped this way, I want these box shaped this way. You put in an order, and normally someone else has an order in after that. So I'm, I'm used to like having a, a queue for when your order is like, can you actually put this order in to get it changed around and everything? So I mean, but if they already 
we're going to change that anyway, then sure, I'm all right with that. Yeah, like, I mean, the blurb that they put out said that they are aware of players' concerns about these packs. That's all it says. Like, it doesn't say we're going to change things. It doesn't say, oops, we fucked up. It, nothing. It's just like, we have heard your concerns about the Modern Masters 2015 edition booster packages. You can be assured that the new Modern Masters 2015 packaging is subject to rigorous security, safety, and quality testing. As always, we recommend purchasing your Magic products from trusted sources such as a WPN location. That's all you can put out. We just shot holes in every fucking thing they just said. Rigorous testing? Fuck you. <laughs> Rigorous security? I think not. Rigorous safety? I, okay, it might be safe. I, I haven't used one as a hockey puck yet or thrown them at anybody, so I don't know. They might be safer. I mean... <laughs> when you get corporate bullshit staring at you in the face... By the way, fuck you, Tangent. But when you get these... <laughs> No, I just got a, I just got a text from him. And, um, uh, <laughs> but when you're looking at this bullshit, like staring you right at the face, it's like, how can I look at this and take it seriously? Right. And you know, that's the type of shit. It, look, it's not hard to admit fault. When you fuck up, you say, whoops, fuck up. Yep. And that's, that's like, that's all I'm asking for out of wizards in this situation. Say, yeah, I fucked up. Uh, you're not going to see these packages anymore. Right. And if you are, they'll I'd be, be fed. I'd be really happy. Like, I would have been happy if they said, we didn't test this enough. We didn't have, you know, whatever foresight, whatever spin they want to put on this. And they'll say, we're sorry we released it this way. I, as long as someone says that. Yeah. That's I'm, all I'm not going to just like keep throwing it at you. Like you still screw this up. You still just address it. Say you're sorry. Move on. That's, that's it. That's. If there is one good thing, however, that has come out of this fiasco, is uh they're not going for above retail. No. I mean, That's packs right. and shit are just going at retail because no one's going to pay for damage. They're not going to pay twice price for damaged cars. They're just not. So, you know, most stores that I have seen, they're just, they're going retail price. They're like $10 a pack. It's, it's, Does it happen to all the foils? It's not all of them, but it's a lot. It's a large majority. Okay. It is a lot of them. Uh, a lot of times you'll get these stores who actually handle things extremely well. As far as, you know, in the store, they don't let people, you know, when you decide you want to buy a pack. You know, a lot of stores are like, yeah, pick your pack out of the box. Right. Well, that's extra jostling that doesn't need to happen, where you go to some stores and it's like, I'm grabbing this one. Okay. You're getting this one because that's the one I'm handing you. And, you know, those type of stores actually are going to have a better quality pack. I know it sucks that you don't get their rifle to the bottom of the box, but it's not going to damage all those packs above it. Also, you know, the people who don't just toss boxes around, because, you know, let's face facts, there are some stores that are magic stores, that are card stores, you know, who take a little bit more extra time, and then there's other stores that, yeah, magic's kind of the thing they do on Friday nights to make a little bit of extra money. Right. And obviously, the people who actually, like, their livelihood is magic, they take a little bit more care than the people who just say, I'm going to hold Friday nights on Fridays because uh, I can get 20 people in here. They're all going to buy some cards, and they're going to buy food and drink all night off of me, so it's worth having the store open for that. I mean, it's, it's just a fact. Those people who care a little bit more, yeah, your cards are going to come a little bit better from them. So when they say that, you know, to buy off of a trusted WPN location, yes and no. Like, yes, you should always do that. Don't buy it. Do not, do not, do not buy these packs second market. You are going to get so bent over that your asshole is going to hurt for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, yeah, you need it to be a WPN location, but you also need it to be one of the better WPN locations. Because you don't want somebody who's, you know, stacking other boxes on top of this box of Modern Masters being the people who, you know, are also handing you the Modern Masters. Your cards are going to come fucked up. It's just, it's a fact of life and it sucks, but... 
I mean, I, like Kyle said, and like, you know, I had said once, just admit that you fucked up. Right. Give it whatever corporate spin you want to, but just admit that, yeah, we screwed up. I mean, if, if I can read like a two paragraph, you know, kind of like a politician, right? Where a politician will come out and they will beat all around the bush and they'll say a hundred other different things, but you get the true essence of it where basically what he's saying is, yeah, well, I fucked up. <laughs> My bad. You can give it all the corporate spin and all the BS, but just admit that you did something wrong and, I'm a lot easier to accept it. So we good on that subject, or we won't, or you guys have something more you would like to say? Oh, um, I, I think we're good. Yeah, good. I mean, the only good thing I think came out of the packaging was you can redraft them better. He's gonna repack with grassing. What we've learned today, kids, is just admit that you're sorry. Just admit that just admit that you did something wrong and everything's okay. Yeah, well, not everything's okay, but it's easier well, to take. Just say you you screwed up. Yeah, I have more respect for people who admit when they fuck up. Than people who just, you know, will fucking, you know, yell at you and argue that the sky is green. Oh, you should trust someone. Because they said is... the sky is green. You know what I right. mean? You can trust someone easier when they are willing to admit their own mistakes, though. So. Right. And, you know, that, that worries me when I don't feel like I can fully trust them as much. When, like I said, I read their blurb and it's like, this is bullshit. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. Heard concerns, but didn't say they do anything about it. Heard concerns? Yeah, don't care. <laughs> we've heard about it, we've tested it, but we're not going to do anything or tell you that we're going to do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see the second run be put in blisters. Uh, if not, I don't know, by foreign ones. I imagine it will be. And fuck you again, Tangent. So, <laughs> just because... Tangent's getting fucked up and down tonight. Jeez. Hey, well, it's Tangent. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of brings the bond to He really does. Like, yeah. when you send me a text that says, I know how you can fill some time on the episode, you should talk about Hearthstone. Like, you take the time to text that to me. Right. Or tweet it to me, not well, private I mean, message it, actually text that to me. <laughs> the Game Boy game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. you, you can't hold too much against him. He is a Patriots fan. We can't hide high expectations for him. So. Oh, I mean, you know, if you're going to put one of my people down, I'm one as well. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> yes. Well. Oh, no, but see, I, see I, I'm not going to say everyone's, like, uh, someone screwed up, multiple people screwed up. I, I just want to know what happened. Like, just, I just want to know, did it happen? Like, I stop, stop trying to sugarcoat this. Stop trying to loophole through this. I just, you know, it's like, I don't. I don't really want to get into it. Just admit something happened so we can move on and actually focus on football. Right. I don't really give a fuck because the NFL sucks. <sighs> Watch college football. It's a better brand. Oh, college. I love college football a lot more than pros. Yeah, but uh, that's not for this part of the show, by the way. No. Uh, we can get into that too. type of stuff. Uh, yeah, I am getting off on tangent. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, but. Uh, our topic for the day is just going to be just, you know, random pet decks. We're going to talk about, you know, decks that we've kind of played longer than we should have and we knew it. We're going to play, we're also going to talk about, you know, our current standard decks and, you know, maybe some brews and maybe some changes that we might do to our standard deck. And in Dave's case, he's probably just going to sit there. <laughs> no, I have a standard deck I would like to talk about. So. Okay. okay. He bought yesterday from Walmart does not count. Ah, damn. Damn. So, pet decks to start with. Uh, you know, by this, what I mean is, and, you know, a good example of this is, like, I had an immense amount of success over the years with Doran Bills. Uh, nowadays, people, you know, I called it, you know, junk, but now it's Obzon. But, you know, like, I still to this day, whenever I'm building anything for modern or, you know, whatever, if I'm in those colors, I'm trying to jam Dorans. And I don't know that that's right. It probably isn't. But I still have such a fond memory of how good that card was that I can't help but go back to it. 
So this is a good example of a pet deck. Uh, one of them, you know, my newest pet deck, and I hate to say this, was Mardu. It happens to be good again, but for a while it was fucking horrendous. <laughs> and I just couldn't help but play it. I'm like, I love Butcher of the Horde. I love Crackling Doom. I have no reason not to play this deck. Except for the fact that, you know, best case scenario, in a daily, I go 2-2. Typically, oh, yeah. it was like one three oh four. You know, it wasn't because I was playing it wrong or anything else like that. It was just, I enjoyed the deck itself. Like, I just, I like the deck. I like the way it was constructed. I liked a few cards in it. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck I'm playing this deck. Uh, do you guys have any deck in your past uh, playing histories where you kind of fell into that rut? Uh, Dave, I'd like to hear from you first. Yeah, I had a uh, blue, it was a blue-white enchantment deck. It was when we turned around and it was out. Um, and it was based around Spear of Safety. Um, and I would use Detention Spears and Oblivion Rings and the Spears of Safeties and Pacifisms and anything on your board that I could put down to make it so that you could not attack me without paying at least 20 um, and then I would follow it up with an Azir's Elocutors and just wait five turns to win the game. I'm guessing you did not win very many. I did not win very often with that, but when I did, it was glorious. Right. Um, it was just like, yeah, you can't do anything, you can't cast those, you can't touch me, so... Oh, oh and I had Witchbane Orb, so I had Hecklers. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like, I'm a dick, fuck you, I'm gonna play Magic, you can sit there. You MC Hammer. Uh, Roger, what did you got? Well, I got, uh, that would be back in the Scars, uh, Innistrad era. Um, this was my most notorious, I would feel, one that I stayed on was Black Green, uh, Prey Upon deck. So, back then there was a card called Frexian Obliterator. That yep. went red whenever this card... Which, it should is have still damage. been run like, in a mono black deck, not a black slash anything deck. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, Nyctos wasn't around, so I can't exactly play the Devotion off of him, so... Thank God that card wasn't around for that. Modern! <laughs> but anyway, uh, whenever he is dealt damage, uh, the source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. So, with Prey Upon, you point Obliterator at something on their board, and they lose that thing and essentially their entire board. Um, it would also run uh, Glissa the Trader, Vampire Nighthawk, so I can get one-for-one one trades off like that. Vexine uh, Crusaders. Yeah, that basically was that. So, uh, so let me think, let me think. Nykthos... Uh-huh. Pack rat, yep. obliterator. Yep. Am I on to something for modern there? Mono black? I don't know. Possibly. Hmm. Well, I mean, you gotta, what else? Like just straight black cards? Could you? When you get, you can't run that anymore. No, you can't run that right. You have a murderous red cap. You have a Saraseer, you have, uh, well, if you're fighting things and things are dying on your board, Blood Art is the fine card. It is. Yeah. Uh, Splash Little Red for Olivia Voldarn. Okay, so we're red black, so terminate. Mostly black, mostly black. Yes, terminate. terminate. I'm okay with splashing for terminate. Um, maybe bolt. Yeah. Probably throw a bolt. Yeah, I'm okay with splashing for bolt, terminate, and a uh, yeah. But I want all my creatures to be black. You know, your permanents, you want them to be uh, black. So uh, we need a solid one drop, maybe. Cause we have pack rat. Like, I just don't see where I need Well, I mean, pseudo one drop would be Gurmag Angler. Yeah, but that only adds one devotion. Add one. Um, I mean, I was gonna, I would say death rate, but again, you know, he's gone, uh, the Yeah, I don't want that. Right. So we don't have a good one drop. Uh, wait! <clears throat> Cackler? Wait, no, wait. Um, Bloodsoak Champion. You can attack with your pack rack tokens, trigger the raid, recast the- Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why are we wasting our time on those cards? Wait a minute. There's Gravecrawler and... Yeah. I mean... Well, we're not running that many zombies, so like, it was Grave, would Gravecrawler be better than a Bloodsoak Champion at that point? I don't know. I mean, I personally like the Bloodsoak Champion with uh, Champion of the Parish. 
Uh, that's now, now we're adding white. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying that like those two cards together more so than in the. I mean, are we, do we really need the one drop, or wouldn't we just rather throw a Thoughtseize off turn one? And yeah, I think that's our one drop is Thoughtseize or Inqu- Inquisition. So then we need a, a fair three drop. Um, Liliana. Liliana's obviously one of them, but creature wise, we want probably Nighthawk. Two, three, for, for three. There's nothing the in standard. It's the death touch. Yeah, it's yeah. the death. I'm just trying to think if there's any other th- standard nodes, multicolor. Yeah, I can't think of anything. It's a three drop. Yeah, or maybe. It wasn't a Rakdos three drop. What was it? it was, there wasn't a Rakdos three drop. I can't remember. I think Nighthawk's your best. Just pick it at that. Well, there's the there's the um. He's a three mana four four. He's 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 the hybrid black red that can't block. Ash Gouger. Yeah, he's he's in the Modern Masters. I mean, Garbage. You, have, you have triple black for a 4-4. Four, four. Obviously, you can't block, but, you know, that's, that's I three. I want a blocker. I want a blocker. Nighthawk is a fine blocker. Yeah, Nighthawk is a great blocker. Yeah, uh, Nighthawk. But... Because the rats and the obliterators are always swinging. I need well, something. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I, I forgot. Speaking of split cards, um, Nightbell Spectre. Oh, yeah. That gives a solid two. Three, that three is a also. solid three drop, yeah. And then we can put Still Moons in the sideboard. You're now you're talking about Still Moon's like best card ever been. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the card. <laughs> no, not even close. We have gone way off on a side game. <laughs> oh, well, that was a pep deck, so Posse build that deck. Uh-huh. Those cards. Uh, in standard right now, um, I'm on Marty Dragons. Kyle, what are you on? Uh, Blue Black Ways Not. Dave, what are you, what? Never mind. Hold on, hold on. I'll ask in a second. <laughs> Dave, what are you on? Red White Token Mill. What? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I I don't know which deck I want to hear about more. <laughs> I kind of want to hear about this token mill thing. I mean, mill. I assume immediately assume uh, Phoenix, right? Mm, no, no, red white. I'm trying to figure out how red white does mill. <laughs> Dave, uh, all throw the bird. All throw the bird. Oh, you just uh, put all the tokens in. You trigger the ETB and this. Yeah, lands tokens. It has. Four Hurling Galpers, four Raise the Alarms, four Secure the Waste. You throw your dash creatures in there, they can come back. You throw them down again for dash cost, trigger the Oh, I have, there's three Monastery Mentors and two Ravel Masters in there for creatures. So I'm guessing Virulent Plague, you just don't like looking at it. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Neg one, neg one, anything will pretty much destroy me. Um, it doesn't happen very often. I win off a mill a couple of times, but mostly it's token aggro. Uh, the mill is just, if I have a hand with an Ultra the Brood, open turn one, I'll keep it. If I have two of them, it's even better. Okay. It's, it sounds like the altar of the fruit is like pointless in the deck. It, it, it is. I mean, it was just, I was, I was, I was going to build a good mono red goblin burn deck, um, just for shits and giggles, and I saw the altar and I was like, well, I could do tokens, and you know what? That's going to be fun. And you see that it's one a lot card, of fun. everything else just starts casting, like, that's yeah. start cascading into everything else, yeah. Right, it's, pretty much. I mean, it's a lot going. of fun to play. I don't win a lot with it. I went two and two last Friday with it, actually. Uh, Ugh. and, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I think two of the games I won off a mill. That's where all taking damage. So what does this list consist of? Break it down for me, man. What what creatures are you running? Just the uh, monastery the, and the rabble master. Yeah, three mentors and two rabble masters. Uh, there's four raising alarms, four silver flames, four hurling galpers, four lightning strikes, four magma jet. I think of all. I don't have the deck right here in front of me with a list. I'm pretty sure. Magma jet's still legal. Yeah, Steris. It is. Yeah. I guess wild slash is just better. Eh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I I kept the jet for this guy. Yeah, that's fair, because you want to see cards. Yeah. yeah, but Wild Slash can kill things that nothing else can kill. Yeah, but I'm not one. trying to kill things. I'm trying to destroy a de- uh, library. Let's think of it this way, right? You play against uh, Mono Blue. 
I lose. No. Okay, you lose right now, but if you have a wild slash, you don't. Because what you do is you attack, they block, right? Right. Then you wild slash them in response to them blocking. They take two damage, and then all of a sudden, the fact that that creature has protection means nothing. The damage right. can't be prevented. That's true. I mean, so I'd make that switch right away. Okay. Uh, what else you got going on in there? You, uh, you, you said you don't have it in front of you. You don't know what the rest of them are. No. There's ra- I noticed Raytheon alarms for tokens. Secure the waste, which is probably easy to get rid of. Uh, it's still one white X instant, uh, put X one one soldier, warrior creatures on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you running red, white god? No, I don't have any. If I had one, I probably would put it in there. Well, with his tokens, you think Perforos would be better than Iroas, right? I, I would like either one of them in it. Like, Iroas is going to help you win with straight-up damage, and or straight-up uh, board state attacks, right? Where Perforos is going to help you win by just throwing nugs at your face. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, I have no sideboard for the deck at all either. It's just, that's, it is what it is. Like, if you took out the altar and put in one of those two gods... Right. I, I think there's something there. I could probably take out the altar and put in any card and it'd be better. <laughs> That's a good point. Just, I mean, just, just to be fair, I mean, the altar's a bad card. I, I fully admit that. It's just fun. Right, right. Yeah, cool. Uh, probably some, uh, Foundry's Tree Denizens. If you're creating all those red tokens, you know, like. Yeah, well, then, no, most of the tokens are white. They're all oh, okay. are the goblins, you know, and then if I happen to get the Rabble Masters out, I get tokens. But a lot of them are the white monks, um, and the uh, Raise the Alarms and the, uh, Secure the Waste. Yep. Yeah, okay. I mean, even, even it just seems like Impact Charmers would be better. Like. Would it? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't it just be, it's, I mean, it's another Perforos, but it's cheaper? So I guess his top end wouldn't be as. His... Well, Perforos yeah. is only four. I mean, yeah, but you can just cap off at three. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, your stoke is essentially... My stoke is usually free. I've cast... Yeah. Actually, I've cast two of them in a turn. That was a crazy matchup. I did two... I did two stokes against one Night Howler. Oh. Yeah. Thought... Oh. <laughs> and it, it was yeah. a 10 tank and I milled creatures into the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, that oh. was... I don't know what your blue looks like. Or I don't know what your land base looks like, but have you thought about, like, splashing blue? And going like Mantis Rider plus Ascendancy. Same deck, just add Mantis Rider, Ascendancy. Take out the altars. Yeah, I could do it. It's mostly basics. Because I think I that would probably get you better results in the long run than running the altars. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, the altars honestly should be in the sideboard because it's actually a pretty decent card against the tall deck. It is. You, just, you, you feed the dig through time, but hopefully you can get rid of most of them through the mill. Yeah. The Mantis Rider, I mean, it's not as good as it was because of like, Thunderbreak Regents and, you know, all those cards. Right. But like the Ascendancy with all the token generators you have, that's going to rifle you deeper in your deck. And, like, that'll free up the room because, like, you, you're running a Magma Jet because of the Scry. Well, right. if you're just drawing the cards anyway, fuck the Scry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm just going to draw three cards this turn. To hell with it. I'm going to go Ascendancy combo off. Uh, I do love drawing cards. It's the best thing to do with magic. Yep. Okay, so I think we helped Dave kind of fix his deck. Kyle, what the fuck is that abomination you was talking about? Uh, It's called Blue Black Waste Knot. Okay. Okay. I I know what Waste Knot does. Um, It's a modern card. Yes. Um, Tell me. I'm I'm all ears, dude, quite literally. Uh, Well, you got uh, four of Dark Deal. Hold on, hold on. Fuck you, Tangent. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rakshasa Secret. Um, Basically, that's your three-drop mill card. Um, you have Thoughtseize. Uh, I'm running Duress to do Duress's main board with the Thoughtseizes. Um, running Tassiger as well in the main board. And the overall, like, win card, if the Waste Knot can't do it, with how many things are being discarded from me, is uh, Empty the Pits. Oh. 
I can't even help you fix your deck, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, if anything, um, I've also have on, I, I'm building the blue black dragons. So, you know, Selimgar, Icefall Regent, Tassigar, uh, Selimgar Scorn, Dissolve. With your, uh, standard deck, a Waste Not one. Yeah. What type of, uh, showings are you getting? Uh, I've had a couple, uh, a couple three ones and two twos. Um, but mostly because there's a lot of aggro and the deck is, Kind of free to aggro. Okay. So you've not had the best uh, records with said deck? No, I'm, I'm, it has a good showing against mid-range and control. Um, I do run three Bioblight, one Drown in Sorrow for the try and stave off the aggro, but, you know, with Otarkus commands, lightning strikes, and the whatnot, it's kind of... Futile. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. I know Bioblight, like, week to week, I wonder what's better. Like, whether I want Bioblight or Ultimate Bryce. Because, you know, I have them in my sideboard. Mm-hmm. And, like, week to week, it just changes. Like, I'll look at the list, and I'm like, ah, see, this I- looks like it's going to be an Ultimate Bryce week, where this week looks like, you know, right now, Bioblight's a lot better because Obzon is moving up. Yeah. But, like, when it was more of the red deck, like, Ultimate Bryce was clearly better. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I liked it because, you know, as you said, Obzon, but also the Bant Megamorph, you know, they're colorless, so Ultimate Bryce can't point at the morph. It can't, but it also, the Bioblight is a one-for-one. And casting a Bioblight as a one-for-one, I don't know about you, but it just, like, burns a hole in my stomach. Like, something's just not right there. Well, at that point, it's just a Doomblade I played, I paid two black for. I know, but just the fact that it's Bioblight, doesn't it just hurt a little bit on the inside? I mean, it's fat against any Morphs. I mean, originally I thought Morph was, like, they're all called Morph. No, nope, they're not. <laughs> it's Morph number one, that name is Morph number two, that one's Morph number three. Yeah, it only kills the one, because yeah. they, they just legitimately have no actual name. It's just number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, so on and so forth. So that sucks. Uh, I'll give you credit, Kyle. That's a brew. I mean, I've tried out the um, Monastery Siege in there to dig deeper, Mm -hmm. choosing the Ectron Extra card. And I've run uh, also, card I'm a really big fan of is Psychic Intrusion. What does that do? For three, a black and a blue, it's look at target player's hand, take a card from either their hand or their graveyard, exile it. You may play that card for any color of mana for as long as it is exiled. What set is that from? It is from Theros block. I want to say it is from Theros. Okay, because I think I loosely remember drafting that. It's a rare. Yeah. Is it there? Okay, I was thinking... It has Ash on it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the blue black. Uh, Okay, that's right. uh, Wait, not as well. Huh. Interesting deck, bro. Um, I wish I wish I had a brew to talk about, but my my deck is not a brew. Um, but I do got some things I want to run by you guys. Uh, okay, you know I'll, I'll respect your opinion. Uh, okay, my big thing is right now um, I don't like the Rabble Master in the Marty Dragons list. And, you know, a lot of people were like, you're fucking nuts. But if you actually looked at my list, which I know I've never actually put it anywhere, but if you actually looked at the cards that are on my list, like, you'll see that I'm more of a mid-range to control version. I'm not the aggro version. So, and I feel like Monastery Mentor would be better in my deck than Rabble Master. I do run 18 spells. Okay. Um, which is on the high end. So... Okay. So that, that would lean right there more towards the rap, the um, the monastery mentor. That's the way I feel. I also, at the same time, I look at it and go, you know, it's real easy to say I'm going to put these rabble masters in the sideboard and against aggro or against control, I'll bring them in when I'm on the play. Right. You know, like it's not hard to say. Look, when I'm on the play against these nine decks, rabble masters come in. Mm-hmm. You know, and against these three decks, rabble masters stay in. But against the rest of them, if I win game two, they come back out. Because there is a real difference between Rabble Master on the play and Rabble Master on the draw. Yep. Like, like Ash, it, that was the, I think, in, uh, 
argument for the control decks for Ashiok. Ashiok on the play is a lot better than Ashiok on the draw. Yeah. Dude, Rabblemaster on the play, like, don't get me wrong, you drop that turn three, don't have an answer for it, you win. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I've, I've done it enough, I've seen it happen enough, it's just, yeah, I just won off of Rabblemaster. Yeah. yeah. But, did three, did three follow up by the turn four Rabblemaster is even more fun. Yeah, but the I turn- I don't like Rabblemaster out. No, I never run it out, Aww. if I can help it. Um, but, like, when I'm on <coughs> the draw, the fact that they could have just played a 2-2 completely nerfs my plan at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, fuck, this just card is just bad on turn three in this case because I'm not getting in for that one. If you can just outnumber them by one token to their board, because, you know, you go turn three Rabble Master and they haven't played anything yet. You're like, okay, cool, I'm swinging in, so on and so forth. I'm going to get that one. And then the next turn they play something, well, okay, I have two creatures. They may kill one every turn, but God damn it, that one's going to keep hanging them every turn. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you can get in a fair amount of damage that way where you go, okay, even if this card dies, you know, three turns from now, it was a lightning bolt for three. I'm okay with that, you know, in that situation. And he had to waste a removal spell because I'm not attacking with a rabble master, right? Right. So in that, in that sense, it's like that's pure value, but on the draw, it just isn't. It's, it's, it's a dead card if they have one creature. You just, you just set yourself to be behind a turn. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas, I'm, whereas a mentor, honestly, it has better stats than the rabble master, and it can just no matter really when you play, as long as you can feed the prowess and the uh, trigger uh, for the tokens, it's just it'll get you, it'll catch you up. Whereas rabble master, if you're not ahead, it's just. And with a lot of these crazy aggro decks running around, you know, the mono red, you know, the Abzan aggro, the, you know, don't get me wrong, Abzan aggro, I have the answers to that, but I still think it helps my game against them to have Monastery Mentor just because, look, Rabble Master tokens don't block. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A Mentor token can block. Right, they're never two twos. You know, um, a Mentor token, however, you know, I can go, you know, Bioblight. Kill, you know, that fucking fleece main lion. Oh, and now I've just blocked your rock sauce of death dealer and made you waste your turn because you had to put two mana into it to pump that thing. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's, that's kind of nice. <laughs> you know, you don't get to play a rhino this turn because I blocked with a creature. See? Like Speaking of, you know, rhinos, Tathagers, or even Gurmag, they can block it. You can bioblight either one of those targets and they will trade. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rabble Master tokens are kind of sitting over there doing nothing. Not enough. They're dying. Yeah. Literally dying. That's all they're going to be dying. <laughs> they're bouncing off walls. Is what they're yep. Doing. They're running into a rhino, and the rhino just looks at it and goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then you look back at him and go, I don't know. <laughs> I've, just, I've been in that situation enough where I just hate it. You know, I still think Rabble Master is a good card. Don't get me wrong. It steals enough games, but I just... I don't know. I would like to hear from everybody, you know, about this, who listens to this. Yeah. What do you think? Because I think that I haven't seen it in any lists yet. Um, I do see a lot of uh, Mardu Dragons lists implementing. And now, mind you, I implemented Soren into my main board. Other people are implementing Elspeth into the main board, and that might be more correct. But once you bring in Elspeth, you're no longer an aggro deck. So I don't feel Rabble Master fits that. Agreed. Um, now... Uh, I, I think the call for the two is, one, it's a metagame call, and if you think the aggro decks are going to be, you know, if you think there's going to be more of them, I would play the Rabble Masters main, or the, sorry, not the Rabble Masters, the Monastery, Monastery Mentors over the Rabble Masters, but still move the Rabble Masters to the side, because there's always going to be control somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not um, talking about taking them completely out the deck. I'm saying... No, 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 no. no. I don't think that, that that definitely is wrong. If you took either one out of the 75, that's not, that's not right. Well, yeah. I can see the Mentors not being in there at all. 
If um, the aggro version. If you're running the aggro version, the aggro version, I can see it. But I mean, do you concede some of your aggression for stability, though? Well, I think the, that might be right. In the aggro version of of really, I, 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 it's I've, kind of like balls to the wall. I'm attacking. I either get there, or I don't get there. Right. Um, you know, a few removal spells like Crackling Doom. You know, some foul tongue invocations. But it's like I want to go turn two Soulfire Grandmaster, turn three Rabble Master, turn four uh, Thunderbreak Region, turn five Storm Breath, turn six Colagon. Like that's my plan. Right. Yeah, you know, it's um, a great plan when it works no, out that. Clar- way. Clarify. Colagon Storm Fury. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Dragon Lord. <laughs> you find the good maybe. one. Sideboard maybe actually. You play the. Good Good one, man, because like uh, that actually is insane with Rabble Master Tokens. You know, like oh, my Rabble Master Token is now a two-one. Like that's legit. Um, now you said you brought Soren into your main board as well. Yep. Um, now how you how you had said that there were changing for Elspeth when you said that wasn't exactly. You don't feel it's correct. I, I don't know that it's wrong. I, I don't know that it's right or wrong. Uh, I don't know that me switching to Soren was correct. I think for you, how you had said that you're not necessarily the aggro, you're more of a mid-range control, mm-hmm. and that is what Elspeth excels in, is mid-range control. She does. So for you, I would probably say the Elspeth would be better for your deck than the Soren would be. I think so as well. I mean, the original reason why I went with the Soren instead of the Elspeth was because I was beginning to see just a small glut of Atarka Red and Mono Red. Yeah. And that little bit of life gain, that, that was pretty much what it was in there for. It was just like, you know what, I'm going to pump my Rabble Master tokens and I'm going to gain life. At least I'm gaining life off of these fucking cards, you know what I mean? No, I think maybe what you got to ask yourself is, do I main the Elspeth and keep the Sorens in the side to bring in against that red matchup? I, I don't think that that's wrong. Okay. I mean, I, I really don't. I'm going to have to try it with Elspeth. Uh, I don't own any at the moment, but luckily they're really easy to get a hold of. They are also in the dual deck now. Yes, you just go to Walmart, <laughs> pick them up real cheap. <laughs> 25 bucks for two Planeswalkers. All right. Yeah, okay. Five bucks, I got my play set plus a bunch of other cards. And there's Coursers in that, isn't there? Mm, I believe so. No. Courser was in the other duel. Okay. When you had, like, the Courser and the Heroes Downfall. No, there was Courser, and then there was, like, the... Um, what is it? The Reaper of the Wilds, the Hero's Downfall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The different artwork. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, okay. either way, I'll still get a Kiora, and you know, I'll have Elspis, and there's other cards in there. I'm sure I'll find some sort of use for it. If not, eh, fuck it. But, you know, that just triggered my memory. Where the hell is Reaper of the Wilds in? I have no clue. You know where Reaper of the Wilds has been? Tassiger. I expected Reaper to get more play, especially like once I saw Rhino, and yep. it begun to creep into the format. But then Tassiger was pretty. No point in running Reaper of the Wilds. Tassiter is just a better card. I'm trying to think, like, but if you're the obs on aggro, do you maybe throw in the, the Reaper? Uh, Tassiter lets you draw cards. I wouldn't mind having one in the sideboard for the mirror match, just so I can kill rhinos. Right, and you can get something off your creatures dying somewhat. Yeah, but Tassiger in most matchups is just a better card. Right. Uh, you know, like, I, I actually don't mind it so much in a mirror match, though, because, you know, Death Touch, that dies. Pretty good. But, you know, yeah. it's it's already running. Whereas, uh, Air of the Wilds, a lot of lists are beginning to go back to that because they figured out that the fucking one drop uh, is not good. <laughs> and, you know, they they also have fucking Roxas, a death dealer, which they can give death touch. So the death touch side of Reaper of the Wilds isn't as important as it once was. Uh, yeah. And Tassiger, in general, is a better card. You have to pay for the death touch, correct? I think on Reaper? On Reaper and on Roxas. So it's it's yeah. like the exact No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, you, no, it's... No, yeah, that's right, that's right. You pay for death touch or score uh, the regenerate on the... On the death dealer, right. No, on the... On both. On the Reaper. On the Reaper. <laughs> on both. <laughs> oh, oh. 
No, Rock Shasta doesn't have Death Touch. It just gets plus think, two, plus two. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it can regen. Right. And becoming a two-mana 4-4. Four, four, it's pretty beastly. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know, like... Yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm probably gonna try out the Elspeth. I, I don't. I would definitely try out the mentors. I mean, yeah. at the very least, throw them in there, play with it, see how you like it. Yeah, the problem with trying out the mentors. Huh? And now, mind you, like online, I, I do own two of them, or I own two of them. Now they're gone. Um, you know, set redemptions. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they are eight bucks a pop online, and then I don't even know what they are in paper. I don't want to know what they are in paper. Well, I have. Um, can I say more than eight? More than, more than eight. Than yeah. Eight. More than okay, eight. I have. I have two or three of them in paper. You can. Use. <laughs> You fade off so horribly, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's like you're nodding off while you're talking to me. No, the, the mic is... Popping Oxycontins and shit. Just, <laughs> he's like, he's like the dude from... He's like, uh, he's like the dude from Rat Race that falls asleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying, Oxycontins. Trust me. If you've been in the drug world, uh, Kyle, which you haven't, I know, but you would understand that. You'll be sitting oh, no. talking no. to somebody while they're on OCs, and like they'll be so engaged in your conversation, and then literally as they're talking to you, you just watch their head drop. Their chins on their chest, and they're yeah. no longer talking. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Right? <laughs> Driver. No, I was. Hours and, yeah. I was saying I got three bankers in paper. If you want to use them in paper, let me know. Sweet, sweet. I might have to do that just to give them a give them a shot in uh, paper and just see how they work with my deck. Because I, yeah, I I think that's the best way to find out if something works or not, or if you think it's right. Just go in there, try it, and if it works, cool. If not, eh, well, it happens. Yeah, and I know somebody out there saying, "Why don't you test it with proxies?" I have this funny thing against proxies. <laughs> I hate proxies. So, yeah. I mean, just kind of like, I, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I know most people aren't like that. I'm sorry, I am. I just don't like proxies, so I don't play with them. Well, uh, d- my extra lands become very useful when I start using proxies. They do, but it's just about it. I also have to find a... A player I feel is better than me to test against. That's and true. Chad quit playing, so. <laughs> well, there's always Frank. There is Frank. I don't know that Frank's better than me, though. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't will be- say Frank is a very competent player, and I would trust testing with him, but I right. still feel like testing with somebody who you know. Okay, I feel like I am at a certain level of the game where testing with somebody at my level isn't going to push me forward as much as me playing against somebody better than me and I don't think I'm going to bring somebody down who's better than me. I I would probably I would honestly test against John if you could ever make That's a good point. John could yeah, I would test against John. I yeah. I, I can see that hundred percent. Yeah, I would have yeah. no problem doing that. You should you could try and get a hold of Mr. I, Corvace. I would too. test against I would test against Harry. Yeah. I have no problem testing against even Jesse. Yeah. I think he's oh. fairly good at this game. Yeah, Jesse's good. Jesse's really good. But yeah, I mean, so those are what we're all playing right now. Um, some of the decks are more known than others. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one deck is better known than the other two because the other two don't exist outside of R75 for my 60. Fair. <laughs> yeah, you're non-existent 15. Right. Fair. Uh, I have a zero card factor because I can't. <laughs> because he's Buttercup, damn it. Right. I just wanted to play with Lee Top before, you know, kick a bucket out of standard, so okay, well. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but that's what we're on. If you have any, you know, questions, suggestions, what have you, I mean, there'll be contact info for these gentlemen in the, uh, yeah, if in the show it. notes, and you can tell them how bad their decks are. If you have, uh, <laughs> legitimate, uh, 
answers for what I'm doing, you know, let me know. I, I, I want to hear what people think because, you know, while I do like to test it, a lot of what my testing, and I hate to say this, a lot of my testing is game theory. Where I just sit there and I think about it for hours and hours and hours because I work a job that requires me not to think. <laughs> and all of my mental energies goes towards what cards would better this deck out and then I have to go actually test it, which requires me to spend money and it's like, God damn it, I hate spending money that's not on beer and that's bad. So yeah, there's that. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute and we'll find out what's up with these gentlemen. Pitham's podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, they're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out the brainstormbrewery.com where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to. Like, if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like, it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like, click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. Howdy, gents! <laughs> Hi, guys. Back again. Yeah, we are back again. Um, I'm still Angela, that's still Dave, and that's still Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no! You got it wrong. You're now Dave. He's now Kyle. The oh, wow! That, that, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a hell of a change, wasn't it? Uh, Ooh, I think we gotta go back to that wardrobe. We start over. Um, no, <laughs> we're too far in to start over now, dude. We just gotta grind to the finish. All right, let's do this. Let's grind to the finish then. So, guys, um. Now, I've chatted with Kyle recently. I've not chatted with Dave in forever, really. Well, I have, but I haven't, like, sat down and hung out with him like we like we used to since fuck, Cleveland. Yeah, it's been since Cleveland. Uh, well, so what the hell have you been up to since then, bro? Uh, working, not working, uh, going through a lot of personal stuff over the past year. Um, all that seems to be kind of working itself out at this point, so my life's starting to get back on track. I, uh, moved out of the place I was living. I now live in, uh, your co-host's house. <laughs> He's sleeping in Will's room. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually in the same room he's usually in, so I'm trying to channel some will but this place is ah uh, it's a nice house good roommates and i've been delivering pieces like a fiend so man look i used to deliver pie and fucking it's good money but it fucks your car all kinds uh, of yeah <laughs> yeah i uh i've replaced a strut and an alternator so far uh i'm pretty sure the whole car needs to be based by this point but yeah yeah yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it, like, I know when I did it, I got told, like, to start, take a quarter of my tips every night and just put it in the bank or, you know, hide it somewhere or something. And that is your car fund. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to have to repair something like literally yeah. once a month. Yeah. I put 40 bucks aside at the beginning of every month and that's either like oil change or something happens or if I have a bad night and need to put gas in the car, I have a little bit extra. But uh, outside of that, the, the car runs good. The transmission's starting to go on again. Oh, dude, transmission so. goes. You just need a new fucking car, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trans- I mean, I, I need I've, to replace it. I've seen your uh, car. A $1,000 transmission, you just need a new car. Yeah, I can take the 1000 and put it on a newer car, and it looks a lot nicer than the one I drive. Right, right. And then I did actually, I got to go. I've been working a lot of Friday nights. So I've been playing a lot of Magic, but I did get to go to... Uh, F&M last Friday. It was supposed to be a modern Masters draft, 
but it was the person who said that was mistaken. That's actually Friday. So we played standard. I went two and two with that awesome deck you guys heard about earlier. Sweet. Yeah. Two with all three. One of my wins was definitely legitimately against a kid who was very new to the game and did not really stand a chance because I got no draw at both games. Just beating up on the fish, man. Yeah, dude. Like I'm the guy. We I looked my opening seven. I looked across at him and said, "I am sorry. What's about to happen to you?" And then proceeded to mill his deck away. <laughs> I did that once. I was playing against this kid. He was like eight years old. I was probably like 19 at the time. And like uh-huh. I looked at my hand and, and mind you, at the time there was mana burn and this was like time spiral oh, lock. Mana burn. And I start off, I have like a Vinny into a groundbreaker into a timber bear. Okay. And oh, and, and a Magus was in there. Or not Magus, but, uh, Primordial, uh, or Primordial something mage. But it gave all creatures when they come into play plus two, plus two. Okay. And I'm just like, dude, you're dead on turn four, I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 I proceeded to beat this kid on turn four two games in a row. And I was just like, I'm sorry, dude. It's just, the deck worked the way it's supposed to. uh, My, my most favorite I'm sorry moment was, uh, they just instituted the new Planeswalker rule, mm-hmm. and this is Return of Ravnica in the shot. So I had Soren out on five, and I had Jace, uh, the mill ten one. Okay. Yeah, I had him out. So I milled my opponent for ten. What is your well, thing Sor- with mill, man? I uh, I just, it's just, I like doing it. Like it's. I get it. I, I like kind of my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I milled a kid, for, milled a guy for ten. Roll Soren up to six. The next turn, I milled a guy for ten. I ultimate Soren blow. Blow up my Jace, bring him back, mill the guy for 10, cast a second Jace and mill him for 10. I mill him for 40 cards in two turns. Wow. I Yeah. My favorite I'm sorry that I've ever seen, there's this guy locally, his name is Mike, and Mike plays horrible decks, but Mike's decks, he can work them like nobody else can. And this was back in like the same era, because we used to drive to Ohio to play F&M together. And so we show up at the 7th and we're playing, and he beat a kid with a 22-23 Birds of Paradise with triple lifelink. <laughs> uh, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. He doesn't come around that much anymore. Yeah, and I just so. kind of looked at him and went, you did what? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> it was a 22-23 Birds of Paradise, and it had triple lifelink, because lifelink used to stack. Right. And it was just like, did you wait until you got him to 22-23 to kill him? He was like, well, yeah. I'm like, why? Why <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe> not? <laughs> He's like, because I one-shot at him with the Birds of Paradise. Who else can say that? I'm like, good one. <laughs> Armadillo Cloak back then? Um, it was Triple Loxodon uh, Warhammer. Okay. And then just a bunch of pumps. Okay. And it was just like, that's eh, fucking. <laughs> that, that'll do it. But yeah, but yeah that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Not, not a whole lot of anything. Just pieces and that's cool. That's cool. Um, you going to get out this Friday for that Modern Masters draft? Uh, well, I work Fridays and my guy had taken last Friday off because of Modern Masters draft that. and it got flipped on me. So I'm not going to be able to get this Friday off. Balls. Uh, and then I didn't get to, I didn't go to the midnight one because I figured it had been sold out and I was like, not going to make it there right on time. Uh, and then I overslept to go to a sealed one. Oh, I think it's playing it that over the weekend. That's alright. You know what? I think this is a product, and from what everything I've seen and heard from people, uh, there's more of it out there than what was originally expected. Right. The only way I look at it is I saved myself about 140 bucks over the weekend, so I'm not that upset about it. Right, right. <laughs> 
Kyle. Uh, yes. My my dear deck daddy. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, he used to be the card daddy for me well, a while back. Oh, yeah. We used to call him that at least. I don't think I ever borrowed any cards off either. <laughs> that was uh, was that getting a scars around scars? Seems like it's been probably, that long. Yeah, it's probably been that. Long. We went to state. It was with the states. I think we went to. No, no, no. It was no? Uh, Innistrad PTQ. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what have you been up to, brother? Lots and lots of magic. It's um, so the local store. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays are draft. Uh, Tuesdays are standard. Thursdays are modern. And then oh, F&M, we you know, do the standard and then draft split. Um, I normally go up on Mondays and Wednesdays for draft, so a lot of limited. Um, uh, favorite thing out of the Dragon's Fate draft, I love drafting red-black. That's my go-to every time if I can get there. That's what I'll try and force it sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's start, probably the best. I, I, I like that I as mean, well. I so. mean, when you open pack one, pick one, Swift Warkite, I'm like, well, let's see how yeah. far this... You kidding me? I open pack one, pick one, flatten, and I'm like, yeah, it looks like I'm in red, black. <laughs> well, I mean, it's flat. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's tough to pick. Swift Warkite or flatten. I'd probably take flatten over flat. Swift Warkite. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. the Just because I, I can end up black, time. blue, and black, blue is really strong. Just black, pretty much anything is really strong. Yeah. Especially if you start with a flatten. <laughs> you're on a good, you're on a good, it's good start there. Um, Thursdays, like I said, they were modern, so I'm starting, I'm trying to get back into modern. Um, I have my modern deck all done. Thank goodness. Sweet, what you running? Uh, Red Green Tron. Red Green Tron. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I am, I am trying out Den Protector in Tron. Okay. As I, I mean, I feel like the deck needs something else besides what is available to it. So I'm like, eh, it's easy to morph and it's easy to mega morph, seeing as it's one green as opposed to Eternal Witness being double green. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, we'll see how it goes. Um, haven't seen it enough times in actual matches. Um, really hate. Shout out to Jesse here. Rain of Tears. <laughs> Rain of Tears. Um, I like yeah. Rain of Tears. Shocker, right? I was like, yeah. wow, I really wish I had Throw to Abstraction to make sure that doesn't happen again. Uh, Rain of Tears and uh, Stone Rain, so much fun. Yep, they are modern legal. When you put them together, they're just so much fun. Yeah. So, for those people who don't know, what does Rain of Tears do? Same thing as Stone Rain. It, yeah, it's a black Stone Rain. Oh, One black know. and a black sorcery seed. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Also, I've had the pleasure ex- of experiencing Choke versus Blood Moon. That matchup is always, always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us can play I had, anything. I, I had to. I'm like, okay, I'll play my Oblivion Stone, put the counter on my Choke, blow up the board, and I can play Magic now. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh, uh, what is the least effective way to fight a Blood Moon? <laughs> Oblivion Stone. <laughs> Well, when I'm red, green, Tron, it's like, oh, I'm like, I need to, I have all these things that I can cast that not be quite, I mean, I have like Trons on the board, and I'm like, I can't cast you. And I proceed to just put down Ugin the next turn and yeah, just kind of lock it up. Yeah, it, it, it does that. Yeah, so does casting Emberkulf and just that happened game one. Yeah, that does it too. So does Karn on turn three. Yeah, well, that's happened. So I, for some some reason, I can naturally get turn three Tron like like nobody else's. It's 80%, I'd probably say 80% of the time I can get nat turn three Tron. Then that's the deck you need in playing. Sometimes, dude, you'll just have like cards or certain decks yeah. that just work for you for no reason. Like nobody, it, it doesn't work like that for anybody else. I used to run two bitter blossoms because I always had a turn two bitter blossom. I also There's no reason to run three or four because I always had a turn two. In the same nut, I also got to restart the game with Karn oh. with with a Kozilek in play. Oh, did not did not win the following turn. 
What? What? He happened to restart the Path of Exile in his hand. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got a total of one swing in, and I'm like, well... You got an Annihilation trigger, at least, if you got the swing. Well, he didn't have anything on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was just 12 right to the face. Oh, man. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so... That's pretty much what I've been up to. Just, uh, like I said, trying to get back in, get ready for, uh, GP Pittsburgh. Uh, Charlotte coming up, gonna go to that beginning of, second week of June, so, yeah. Sounds fun, man. Sounds fun. Also, there was, a went to the Modern Masters draft. Um, Daybreak Coronet is one of the hardest cards to play. Oh, with. shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> so let me, what I gotta say. Alright. Alright, go ahead. So, me and uh, Mr. Kyle here, we got paired against each other in a draft, okay? I am going to start by saying I won the match. Yes, I will say that I got one. However, in the one that he won, and trust me, like, it didn't matter how well I played, because I played really well during this draft. It didn't matter to me, because when I walked away from everything being said, I lost a game to Daybreak Coronet in Modern Masters 2. I could not stop shaking my head about this. <laughs> he put it on a, what was that, Spike Shot uh, trainee? Uh, Bloodfire trainee. Bloodfire trainee. Well, here's the thing. It starts out, he plays Bloodfire trainee. I'm like, fuck that thing. Fuck that thing in the ass. I know what that thing can do. So I neg two, neg two it. Put the two... Yeah, I Grim Afflictioned it, and I'm like, all right, it's a zero one. It's not nearly the problem it was. So he follows that by going Goblin War Paint. Goblin War Paint, yep. I'm like, okay... It's a Goblin War Paint, whatever. It's still only a 2-3. It's not quite the problem. Because, like, that was my initial worry. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to put a Goblin War Paint on that thing, and then he's just going to start mowing down all my creatures. That's why I negged it and, you know, thought nothing of it. So then he proceeds to rip off of the top of his deck, and don't say you didn't because you told nope, me. I will say I did. I told you I did. I did. Rips it right off the top of his deck, Daybreak Coronet and Drop. This was in the same turn because I had the Boros Garrison, so I was able to... Mm-hmm. And then I just looked at it and went, okay, let me see if I can possibly get an answer to this. Two turns later, I decided, all right, let me try and see if this Wrecking Ball works. It did not. Yeah, you asked me, like, do you got the Blessing? I'm like... Yep. I was like, get Apostle's Blessing. He's like, yes, I do. And I was like, show it to me. And he was like, here. And I went, okay. And just, you know, shuffled my cards and went to game three. <laughs> yep. The Wrecking Ball was not going to kill it. That's all I needed to know because, you know, that was like the last chance for me to win. But I did win the match. Let's, let's not get shit twisted. Uh, yep. I've been playing a fair amount of Magic myself. Uh, I played a little bit of Standard Online. Um, doing some drafts as well because, you know, why the hell not? They're there. Um I found that, like, I did a couple Tempest Remasters. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I don't. Okay, why? Like, I enjoy playing with the old cards and doing all the old, uh, uh, all the old shit I used to do when I played Tempest. Right. But, well, didn't things nothing is worth anything in that fucking set. Yeah, it's like a wasteland or bust. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, that bothered me, and it's like, ah, god damn it. So, you know, I've kind of gotten away from that, and I've been playing Dragons and Dragons and Fate, which isn't bad, but at the same time, it's like, again, the packs aren't worth shit. But I did do a sealed daily, well, for 15 tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, I went and bought the packs, and, you know, it's like, oh, that's pretty fucking cheap, and that's, you know, that's... At least fun as far as that goes. It's just like you can't sell the packs. You got to put them towards future things and so on and so forth. So it's just like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure exactly how I feel about this limited format. Like, I don't, I don't hate it, but at the same time, I'm not completely enamored with it. Like, I like Cons Fate Reforged a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's, you know, a shame. The sealed format is just deplorable. Yeah, it, uh... It is so bomb-heavy because Fate Reforged was already a bomb-heavy set, right? Mm-hmm. The cards are just OP, you know, the rares. Citadel Siege. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then you yeah. have Cons, which is, again, or not Cons, but you have Dragons, which, again, is very bomb-oriented. Like, yeah. you know, you open a Dragon Lord or something, well, you're, you know, you have a 10% chance to win over the rest well, of the I, year. I mean, that, that's kind of just going to happen when, you know, it goes big, small, big, and it's designed to be a standalone draft because of the weird rotation thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, so It's standalone, but it's not. Where you, like, no. Okay, let's say we go back, because, you know, Fate Reforged is in it, too. But let's right. say we go back to, like, Cons, where, like, Cons Sealed was very play-oriented. Mm-hmm. It just didn't matter nearly as much. And then, you know, Fate Forge came in, and it kind of made it a little bit more bomb-oriented, but play still mattered. Yeah. Now I feel like you bend your deck to fit what your bombs are, where before it was like, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard me say it a bazillion times, you know, don't get distracted, by, distracted the shiny. by the shiny. No, 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 you get distracted by the shiny yeah. now. And that's just, that's deplorable to me. <laughs> you yep. know, your record in Sealed is a lot more pool-dependent than what it has been in the past. Which I, I liked. Um, this is going back to that uh, Modern Masters draft. We The one that we did was, it was rare redraft, or redraft at the end. So yeah. we actually drafted pools where it, it was all about the synergy of the deck. Like it yeah. didn't matter how expensive this card was or yeah. trying to force this and that. It was an actual... Now, before that, everyone goes off deep end and goes, why would you redraft? Trust me, we wouldn't. However, we put in a rule where you could rebuy a pack. So if you cracked a goif or you cracked anything i think it was we 50 on, combined 50 I think. was yeah. worth more than 50 dollars then you could rebuy a pack you was allowed to so one pack did get rebought bought during the draft yeah um That's cool. which is fine that way you don't get the you know the butt hurt because you know your draft deck was terrible but you opened the thermogoyf yeah and i was gonna say that was the the one thing i could see good coming from that is that it would you draft more for what your deck was and not take the rare card just because it's the rare card in the pack. Oh, yeah, dude, our draft decks were tight. Right. Everybody's draft deck was really tight. Like, I, I went blue-black, and I had the double Demir Guild Mage. Life was yeah. just good. I'm just like, I mean, let's just, the, best has card nothing. In, the best card in your deck, Muldrifter. He's easy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would probably say the the, the two Sphinx. Guild Mage. I think the Arden Sphinx. The Arden I mean, Sphinx was good, but it wasn't the best card in my deck. I mean, this would beat me. The like, two that, Guild Mage, I won so many games off of just draining people's hands, and then me drawing extra. It's like, how many cards do you have in hand? None? Okay, I'll draw two. <laughs> you know, I'll draw two more. Oh, you know, I'll draw two, and then I will also play a Muldrifter. You know, it's just like, yeah, you have no cards in hand, and I'm, like, discarding to discard. Like, you can't win at this point. I did have a lot of... I also had a creek with Liege. Oh, <laughs> that would be my... That's my Liege of choice, if I... Of the two. Right. I know oh, I know no. people say Whitley, but, like, well, it's a better... Like, in a limited format, I can make three threes during my upkeep. Yep. Yeah, while running counter spells, because, I mean, that's what my deck was. It was blue-black, just I was countering things, and... Yeah, that deck was fun, dude. That was well put together. Like, my deck was tight. I... The match I lost, I just got run over. Like, I blinked and I was dead. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And... I had mana issues. Now, what do you think about the overabundance of the artifact decks? Because there was a draft before that, and it seemed like everyone was blue-white artifacts. Like, I think it's a mistake. 
Like, they were just everywhere. I, I think for everyone to be drafting that, like, in a sealed pool, I get that that's oh, wait, gonna happen. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was. Okay. I'm sorry. It was. Everyone just ended up being, like, I had an Edge Champion, Chris had an Edge Champion, like, like everyone had a Glass Dust Hulk, Glass Dust Hulk, or whatever. Yeah, I Hulk. think, like, don't get me wrong, I think Blue White Artifacts is strong, but mm-hmm. I think it's also a big reason why you saw that on, like, opening weekend was because it's so apparent to everybody. Yeah. You know, like, it's so easy to go, alright, I have 12 creatures that literally I don't have to worry about my mana. So I know I'm going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And that makes it a lot easier for people to play into it. Um, I don't think it's the strongest strategy by any stretch of the imagination. But you're kind of, you know, dependent on your pool. I, I like, I don't know if you got to see John's deck, the blue-green, the... Um... The ramp deck? Gra- the graft convoke ramp deck, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I think that one's fine. Um, I don't mind the red white, uh, red black spirits, if you get it, oh my god. Uh, or black white spirits. Black white, and then there's, uh, black red bloodthirst isn't, the, the aggro deck isn't too bad. Oh dude, I love that deck. It, but you have to get it. Like, that's more of a you gotta get, like, deck rather yeah. than a sealed deck. Like, you gotta get the lacerator, deck. the stormblood berserker, the dusk hunter bath, the skullhorn minotaurs, yeah. Yeah, like any of the aggro decks I think you're better off just drafting. Where, you know, the more mid-rangey decks and the more mid-rangey uh, archetypes, that's more set up for sealed. Because a lot of people are going to think that they have the aggro deck in sealed, but they're missing like five cards. And they go, hey, man, this is like a, a perfect yeah. deck, but it's missing five cards. Well, those five cards matter. You know, like you accidentally draw the wrong hat. Those, any of those five that you had to replace and all of a sudden your sealed deck sucks. Yeah. You're not winning quick enough. So I... But in draft, I love black red. Like, that's what I want to do every time I sit down. That's what I actually started doing. But then just too many guild mages came to me. And <laughs> Arden Sphinx came to me. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm black blue. <laughs> um, this miss makes sense to me. I'm black blue. Cool. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I had a good time playing Modern Masters. I don't know if I'm going to do it again, at least in paper. Right. I'll probably do it online a couple times, but yeah. I don't know how many times I'm going to do it there because I can't uh, redeem the set. It's like doing the cube to me. It's pointless. Right. Yeah. Like set redemption means something to me, and I might I might just keep a hold of my tickets for Origins and just draft the heck out of Origins. I think you should buy a set of Fate Reforged, Fate Reforged with your tickets, and then just pay twenty five dollars to have them send it to you. Okay. I just I. It's just so cheap right now. There's no sense in not doing it. Like, if you need Fate Reforged, don't buy boxes. Download Magic Online, buy a whole set of it for 40 to 50 bucks, and then for another 25, have them send it to you. Like, there's, I mean, if that's all you do on Magic Online, that's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly 70 bucks for an entire set. Right? So like, As opposed between, to 100 something for a box. And between you, 240 and 300 for four play sets? Yeah. Okay. Bet. I'm in. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, it's time to move on. Uh, see, what ups over shout outs. I want to give a shout out to you two guys. You jumped on on the last minute and I appreciate it very much. Oh, thanks for having us on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, dude, I don't know what came up, but, uh, I hope you got it taken care of and things are good. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. Uh, shout out to Tangent. Fuck. Fuck you. Gotta get that one in there one more time. In all seriousness, uh, his show started back up. It was, it's called, Ugh. Oh, fuck you, Tangent. <laughs> uh, joking around here. No, no joking. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm sorry. 
but his show still came back. It's on MTG Bro Deals. It's on uh, MTG Cast. It is called what the fuck is it called? I is it still Public Enemies? Yeah, it's Public Enemies. I'm sorry, yeah. I've had a lot of alcohol. Is he's been on three? He's been that show. Okay. Yeah, he's he's yeah. been a host on that show since the beginning. Him and Jeeves, and they've had multiple third hosts over the. Yeah. Year. They brought it back. And in case you guys have never heard it, I do recommend that you go listen to it. They're going to say things that might offend you. But, but not that's care. their persona. <laughs> like, that's their point of their show, is to talk about the things that make people uncomfortable, and I enjoy it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, Public Enemy is a good person. Yeah, I'm supposed to be on one of these weeks. He, he, he said, you need to get on here, and I'm like, all right, whatever, just let me know when. Uh, so I will, you know, appear on one of those as well, and I will say horrible, horrible things, just because it's something to say. Uh, see, other shout-outs. Um, Shout-out to everyone who purchased a shirt. Uh, thank you very much. The campaign did end uh, positively. It tipped over its goal by two, and, you know, I'm happy with that. We will do more in the future. Uh, we might be doing something in conjunction with uh, Titan Games, where that will be how you order and you'll have to order from them. But I can't really spill the beans too much on what that is yet, but look for that in the very near future. Dave, do you have any shout-outs, brother? Uh, Shout-out to you for letting me come on. Um... Kyle for joining us and making this much more interesting than it was just me. Um, shout out to the Fosse because they're awesome. Fair. Pretty much it, yeah. Kyle. Shout out to Will. I hope you're having fun on your way. Eh, fuck Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, shout out to Will, dude. Like, like, he legit hooked me up here. Uh, I got the master bedroom and everything in the house, so I'm set. Yeah, we, he's such a good dude. Yeah, Will's awesome. I, I legitimately just can't wait till he gets back. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting living with him for a while. I'm definitely looking forward to the experience. Right, right. Kyle, you got any shout outs? Uh, first of all, shout out to you for having me on. It's great to be here. Finally get that opportunity to use that, uh, GoFundMe appearance. Um, also shout out to Titan Game Shop for their, their constant support of the playgroup that they always get. Like, this area really needed that kind of dedicated game store. Yeah, like, and, and their dedication to the Pit and podcast. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Posse, cause as soon as Angelo put up that post that you might be going solo and that stuff came up, like, a whole bunch of people just commented, you know, came out of the woodwork that they would jump on if they could, but I understand people are busy, but uh, I know you probably really appreciate that that many people would willing to step in and help you out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, honestly, I cannot thank the Posse enough for being Posse. I mean, they just... Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they make my day go by so much better. It's unreal. Any other shout-outs? I had just jumped on the Facebook, and that's the first thing I checked when I jump on, and then saw the call for the host. I was like, oh, cool, I'll come help. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the first thing, it's literally the first thing I check every time I jump on, get on Facebook. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the uh, GoFundMe thing, uh, Kyle got on the show tonight, you know, which you know, I wouldn't be opposed to having him back. He did a fine job tonight. But if for some reason you gave money and I owe you something, such as a handwritten letter or you need to come on the show, what have you, I'm embarrassed to say this, but as soon as I closed down the page for GoFundMe, and this has been freaking me out ever since, and I I needed to put this out there, and God damn it, it, I have to, um, I lost the information on who paid for everything. So I have no clue who I owe letters to. I have no clue who I owe, you know, uh, recording time to. I, I am so sorry about that, and that's why nothing has been sent out yet. And if I do owe you something, please send me a message, and I will get that to you. I feel like fucking run over dog shit because I didn't send out any of those handwritten letters, and, you know, I haven't had all the people on that I owe time to, and... 
I feel terrible about it, but please, if I owe you something, just let me know and I will send that out to you because I do appreciate what everybody gave to help this out. The studio actually is coming along and it's not far off. And what you guys donated was a large part of what I have together here at this point. And more's to come. Obviously I do still have one really expensive buy to make and then I will have a functional studio. It won't be the, the grand thing that I originally had planned, but it'll be functional. So it's like, I just, I got to pick up this one more thing. It's going to be an expensive buy for me, but when it's done, you know, the studio will have happened, and it's in large part to what you guys have given, and I cannot thank you enough. But if you wanted to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at Gongsuo on Twitter. Like, that would be a good place to send me that info, uh, private message that shit to me. And you can find me the same thing on MTGO. You can also find me at pitimppodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group for the pitimps, which you go on Facebook and you punch in pitimppodcast into your search bar. You send me a request. I say, okay. And then as long as you don't spam it with a bunch of crazy shit like Ray-Ban sunglasses, I won't kick you out. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, like I had one guy who actually signed up for the group one day, you know, sends me this, you know, hey, let me join the group. I'm a big fan of the show. And I'm like, okay, cool. First thing he does is fucking promote his podcast. Gone immediately. Um, You know, because I just didn't feel that was right. (laughs) We say, hey, can I do this first? Right? You know, a little message helps. But, yeah, you can get a hold of me there. You can also... Okay, Imps Prison. I am going to be putting out a Imps Prison kind of blurb. It's going to be a very short episode of the Imps Prison, um, and it's basically going to explain what's going forward in the future of what the Imps Prison is going to be. Uh, Season 2, as far as I'm concerned, is over. Um, I do still have an invite out there to somebody, and it's his choice whether or not he wants to come on. Uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm look, I don't have high hopes for it. He's pretty upset with me. Right. But that invite is still out there. If he wants to come on, you know, there's still a seat there for him. But aside from that, season two, as far as I'm concerned, is over. Going forward with the Imps Prison, it's no longer going to be a seasonal thing. Um, I'm just going to, you know, restart it. I'm just going to say season three when I do restart it, but it's not actually going to be done the same way. I'm just going to randomly record throughout the year, and rather than me sit on one for six months before I actually put it out to you guys, which some of the episodes, believe it or not, they were that old. Um, when I actually do record one with somebody, I'm just going to post it, and it'll be, you know, an imps prison. They're just going to pop up randomly. They're not going to be a constant because it's hard finding guests. That's just the truth. Um, so that's what's going on there. But please check out the last one that I did with Tangent. Um, he explains where he's been and, you know, and tells you why he's back. And then we argue for an hour. But what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and Tangent argue for an hour on Twitter every day. Yeah, typically. Um, <laughs> or Facebook, one of the two. It usually happens. Right. Uh, Dave, if people want to get a hold of you, Buttercup, where would they? Um, it'd be Ninja Dave 04. You can find out on Facebook, Twitter, Xbox, um, or the Facebook group in the party. Okay, um, now you have the nickname Buttercup. Where'd you get that from? Uh, because I tried making Tangent feel better about him being down on himself. So and, fuck you, Tangent. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm forever been labeled Buttercup. Uh, I'm gonna, you know he's gonna tell me how many times I said that, right? <laughs> uh, probably, if we got at least 10, you're doing it wrong. Well. 
I have no clue. He knows I'm fucking around there. Uh, Kyle, how would people get a hold of you if they said uh, those two? Best way is uh, through the uh, Facebook group. Um, I'm pretty much on Facebook all day, checking all the stuff people post. Um, PM me. That's pretty much the best way to get a hold of me. Okay. So next week, uh, Mike should be back. If not, I don't know. I'll have one of these guys back on probably. Yay. Um, and, you know, if not one of these guys, maybe I'll wait a couple hours and actually a tangent on. <laughs> Talk about Hearthstone oh. for the entire freaking time. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, I got Hearthstone in there for you. I got it. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> so, next week, though, we're going to have to go over, I believe it's Utrecht, Las Vegas, and Tokyo? I know definitely Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Utrecht is 100% correct as well. I'm not sure about the Asian one. Um, might be Hong Kong, but I want to say... Yeah, I think they were running Vegas and Tokyo at the same time. Yeah, all, all three of them are at the same time. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but it is Modern Masters weekend, so we're going to have all three of those sealed events to go over. And mind you, the sealed events, like, it's real easy to say, oh yeah, GP Vegas... GP Vegas is going to be multiple events. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a bunch to go over just on the event side next week, and it's all going to be limited, so should be good fun. But until next week, keep it tuned up. Don't forget the tippy crackhead. Sign off. You and your brother are going to sign off. Have a good one, folks. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>